Warning, the views expressed on this show are not those of any company. This talk show that does not represent any... Wait a minute, let's check the English on that for a second. Am I just fucked up or can I not read that right? Warning, the views expressed on this show are not those of any company. This is a talk show that does not represent any single organization. These are idiots talking about stupid shit. If you're under the age of 18, tune the hell out. So I guess the English was right. I don't know why I screwed that up, but I screwed it up somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know what? This night tonight is uh, turning into a very interesting show. Uh, first off, who all's here? Tom's here. Tom's, hold on. Let me oh, turn on your mic. No, 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 no. Do it again. Tom's here. Oh, there's Tom. Here Tom's here. Missy's here. Um, Stefan, me. And Stefan. Okay, so, you know, it, it, <laughs> first off, we, we have a... Uh, there's a second a secondary guest coming on the show tonight, uh, and this was kind of just set up right before the show, so it's kind of... Uh, but I'm like 90% sure he's coming on. He asked me for what time and whatever. But this night has turned into... Because we're trying to do these Halloween shows, Steph. You know what I mean? Get a little Halloween flavor, a little, little paranormal, a little, you know, a little sure, brouhaha. All dressed up like candy corn. Yeah. So the first guest that we have is David uh, David Omen. Now, uh, he's going to come on here first. And David Omen, he's a producer, creator... Co-writer, author. He's a native of Los Angeles. Omen has been intrigued by the paranormal from his early childhood and has been curious about the spirit world ever since. In 1999, Omen, with his father, started to build the house on Cello Drive, just down the drive from the infamous Sharon Tate murders. Now, Tom, yes, what is the relevance of the Sharon Tate murders? So Sharon Tate it was murdered by Charles Manson. Well, not Charles Manson, but Charles Manson's... Uh his squad. Crew, squad. The Charles Manson family. Yeah, the Manson yeah, family. The Manson yes. family. Uh, and she was pregnant at the time with... Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, with... Uh, was it? I don't think she was still with Roman Polanski at the time. I'm not... Or was he... I, I don't know if they were still together at the time, but I know they were dating, and I know she was pregnant at the time hmm. when she was murdered. So anyways, David Omen, he built this house right on the property line of where the Sharon Tate murders happened. What are you telling me to twist? What are you guys telling me to twist? Oh, I, I the one bottle that's facing the wrong way. Well, nobody can read that on their iPhone screens anyways. So um, so anyways, David's coming on. We're going to talk now. Now, his house, Steph, has been featured on nine different paranormal activity shows like uh, Ghost Hunters and all that kind of stuff. And, and his house, when it's been featured on the shows, those... Episodes have been the top rated on for that series. Oh, um, so okay. his house is severely haunted, and it could be haunted with the ghost of Sharon Tate, who was a uh, a victim of the Manson family murders. So we're going to talk to David uh, Omen about that. And then besides that, Tom? Yes. Who else do we have coming on the show? I don't know. Tom wasn't here for that meeting. <laughs> I wasn't here for that meeting. Your okay. brother-in-law. Okay, there was a guest that we had on the show a long time ago, and his name is John Michael from Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and John, uh, Tom, can you can you explain John or Michael's Mike's relationship with Manson? He so prior to Manson dying, uh, John had become, or I call him Mike. I can't call him John. Yeah, call him Mike. Uh, Mike uh, had become a pen pal with Charles Manson. Uh, for a number of years, they corresponded uh, regularly through writing and phone. Um, so he talked to him uh, probably the better part of ten years. He and, was a, a pen pal with him. Yeah, and, and and it got it got deeper than that because towards the end of Manson's life, and, and like one time before Manson went in the hole. Yep. Because when you go in the hole, basically you lose a lot of, if not all, of your personal belongings. Yes. 
Um, so Mike had become so close with Manson that Manson shipped Mike everything out of his cell. Yeah, all his personal effects, his all of Manson's personal stuff, belongings yeah. before he went in the hole, uh, so that Mike could you know have that stuff when Manson went in the hole. And then then later in life when Manson because this went on for how many years? Oh, it's got to be the better part of ten years. It has better to, part of ten be, years. Yeah. And then when Manson actually got to the point where he was having medical issues and and stuff like that, Mike became his medical. How would you call that? Like almost like a kind of like a proxy. Yeah. To, so to if, some to some degree, if something was going on with Manson, they needed to talk to somebody on the outside to get permission to do something. Like if he went unconscious to resuscitate power, power that kind of, of attorney. Stuff. Almost like that. I don't think it was technically called power of attorney, but he was Manson's medical contact. So he was the one the the prison would contact whenever Manson was having any type of a medical issue, etc. Uh, so Michael, John Michael, has been very tight with Manson. And one thing I was talking about John Michael today is, uh, you know, now that Manson's passed, there's a lot of things that he can talk about. Because, because Michael's been on the show before, but Manson was still alive, so there was, there was limits to what he could talk about, yep. you know, because Manson could be listening in, etc. Um, but now that Manson is gone, Mike can open up a little bit more freely about his relationship with Manson and what Manson actually had to say. And one of the things I think is really interesting about John Michael is that he he recorded a lot of his conversations with Manson. Yes. And so he's got tapes. It, 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 from what he was telling me earlier on the show, he's got about 315-minute phone calls with Manson that, that just explain everything from where he was born, the murders, the whole nine yards. And he's just, got, he's just sitting on all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he definitely has a relationship with Manson like... No other. He probably, I, I, yeah, he probably I was, was the closest say, guy to Manson. I was when gonna he died. say he probably there's probably not many other people that are closer to him. Yeah. Or that even yeah. had that kind of access access to access. him on a regular basis. Yeah. And he's got some crazy stories about Manson. And and we'll get Mike to tell one of those stories later. Uh so all that is coming on. Um actually, right now I don't see any of our guests in the studio yet, right, Nate? Okay, okay. But but we have something else to talk about. Now, Tom, you know, for years we've been drinking. What, what has been my drink of choice? In fact, I'm drinking it right now. What, what has this been? Pete's pickle juice. Pete's baby. pickle juice. Since 1869. Helping ugly people fuck since 1869. Yes. Pete's pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that Pete's pickle juice. Their competitor reached out. Well, yeah, actually, because Pete's pickle juice, I have to be, I have to be frank. I have to be frank. Or John or Jose, or I'll be anything. But uh, basically, Pete's Pickle Juice was a name that I gave to a drink that I was drinking all the time because I didn't want to give the actual manufacturer's name. Because oh, we're, we're letting the cat out of the bag? We're letting the cat out of the bag of what Pete's Pickle Juice really is. Because, okay. you know, there's been people that listen to the show. They've gone to liquor stores. They've asked for Pete's Pickle Juice. Uh, we had a story of one of our listeners from Arizona, a guy that I grew up with. He went to Nevada to purchase Pete's Pickle Juice, and they knew it by name. They knew it by Pete's Pickle <laughs> so Juice. So they knew because, what it was? Yeah. But there's actually the actual real company. They actually sent me a few emails and they said, we would like to send you some pick, pickle juice. So they sent us a little care package. They gave us a lot of, miss, what's some, kind of some of that stuff that you have right there? What did, what did they say? Or look through oh. stuff, stuff. So we they got sent us a, a few stickers, postcards. And they sent us a lot um, of it. We've all dipped into it. Postcards, coasters. Uh, coos, yeah, coasters, uh, koozies, wrappers uh, to roll your joints, if that's what yeah, you now, do. Yeah, now, Steph, did you notice this? <laughs> did you notice this? Now, now, first off, let me do the reveal. Let me do the reveal of what Pete's pickle juice really is. Now, now, uh, is can that I as, just pull it? Uh, yeah, is this as close as you can get to this image, Jeff? Okay. 
Uh, so we always put our fake labels on this bottle. Dun, dun, we had dun. these made, dun, dun, dun. and they said Pete's Pickle Juice. There was a big pickle on it, and it said Pete's Pickle Juice, and we always covered up the actual manufacturer's label. But since they sent us some free bottles, now, Tom, I guess that means they are a sponsor of the show until these bottles wear out. Yep, and then and then we go back and then we go back to Pete's pickle juice. But the real the real product is there's Gives the label the on the week. screen. If you guys are watching on YouTube or Facebook during the live show, uh, it is actually Hochstedler's Slow and Low 84 proof rock and rye, and it's a it's a rock candy orange whiskey. And uh, they sent us over a couple of bottles, sent us a bunch of swag. And Steph, what is hanging off the side of that bottle right there? There are um, cigarette rolling papers. Huh. Wow. For, is that for weed or is that for... Uh... Well, I think originally they're for cigarettes, but us weed smokers, we, mm. you know, we... Use it? Yeah, yeah, you do. So they sent us a, uh, some bottles over this. Stuff. Ingenuity. You know, how does that make you feel? Last week we had Ballast Point sending over some beers. The, wait, wait, or the week before that we had the three gooeys. I think uh, slow and low. Oh, three ways beer. Slow and low just upped the ante a little bit. They did. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did. Because they said not only can you enjoy our delicious uh, old-fashioned... Yes. You can also roll yourself a J while you do it. Yeah, slow go. and low. Yep. I mean, they may not be promoting the J's, but. Now, now, for, <laughs> as, as, as it is right now, I, I guess that slow they and low, are. slow and lows, I, I guess we can say, since they sent us some free shit, that, you know, we're, we're back by slow and low, at least for until yeah. these bottles empty out, which will now be Now I got to make minutes. a fake little label for my white cloth. So sorry, Pete's Pickle Juice, but Pete, Pete got you, Pete. <laughs> Pete's Pickle Juice is out of the building tonight. He got shipped off to one of those religious camps where they try to uh, pray the gay out of him. Uh, that's where Pete's at. And so we're, we're stuck with slow and low. So we're moving on to slow and low. We're moving on to slow and low. And that's hey, what, but who knows? Doing. Maybe, maybe slow and low. Maybe yeah. they'll want to be a permanent part fixture? of the show. A permanent fixture on the show somehow. Maybe. Well, you know, I've, uh, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen slow and low's uh, uh, ad marketing. And, and, and can somebody hand me one of those big black stickers? Or can you... Jeff, can you hold this sticker closer? No, there's a big black sticker. That, and yeah, yes. Jeff, bring that over to me real quick because I was looking at their advertising campaign and I was kind of blown away. And then I, th- I started to think that, you know, Slow and Low's way too hipster for us and everything. Uh, but then I started to look at their sticker package that they sent oh, us. Oh, they got some great stickers. Yeah, now I don't know if you can see this and maybe Jeff can hold it up to this closer to the one. camera. But this sticker right here, this sticker right here, oh, it yeah, says Slow and Low. With a finger going through the white supremacist OK sign, which I think it means, I think that that sticker right there means that they're endorsing anal. Yes, that is what they're doing, Steph. The P and the put, A. Put the camera on Steph. Steph is, is, is exhibiting what the sticker has on it. Yes, it says slow and low, and it's a finger in a sphincter, pretty much. So, yep. and then I, I don't a, know. Then there's another one of a, a then there's another, naked woman a bending naked over. woman bent over, grabbing a bottle of slow and low, and then there's another naked woman over here petting a skull. Petting oh, a skull. I don't know see. if the skull vibrates or not, but she is definitely oh. petting a skull. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe slow and low is a little bit more up our alley of. Uh, yeah. That's know, what I'm saying. Maybe maybe we I, can uh, get them to be a, a permanent fixture on the show. That I just be, feel bad for Pete's pickle juice because yeah. Pete's getting the the gay prayed out of him right now at religious camp. Well, and, and Pete's been such a uh, homo. Homo. He, yeah. Mm. That part. And he, devoted. I, I was going to say he's homo. been a very loyal, uh, loyal, loyal, devoted. Lo- loyal, devoted uh, Beverage. Friend. Friend, of ours. friend of ours for a couple of years now. So, so anyways, this <laughs> this show is going to be the Manson show. Shout out to Slow and Low. Thank you for sending over some of your swag and some of the stuff because we have been a user of your product for a long time. 
And uh, it's it's nice that we can actually uh, explain to the listeners what product we're using. And uh, what did you put in front of that bottle? So, oh, that's a coaster. I think we need... We and need shout out to the people that are listening live on Podbean. Podbean, uh, if you're listening to the audio-only show, the only place to catch it is on Podbean. And then, of course, it's on every podcasting app tomorrow. If you want to visually see what, you're, what we're doing, for the people that are listening on Podbean right now, you can definitely tune in to Facebook slash Radio Underland, or you can go to our YouTube which is Radio Underland. Not Wonderland, Radio Underland. Not above, but Radio Underland on YouTube or Facebook. And you can actually watch the show live. Um, and I just, hey, can I mention some of the comments that are coming in on Podbean right now? Uh, yeah. I, one of the, our, 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 our people that are listening that says, I'm on the toilet right now, and this is awesome. So <laughs> I just want to give a shout Good out to them. Good place to listen. Yeah, Good that is. A, Thank you, you for listening to us from the throne. Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> we want them over place? at anal. I think we want them over at anal. Okay, so anyways, uh, the first guest we're going to we're going to get to is David Omen. And I, and I kind of gave you a, a, a little bit of his biography uh, coming into this. Um, and I'm trying to find it on my phone again, but we're just, I already introduced him. Okay. So he's got a very super paranormal house. He and his father built it. He's a producer, writer, uh, director. He's got a new book out, which he's going to tell us about. He's got a movie about this house. He's got a bunch of high definition cameras in his house and uh, he's got all kinds of paranormal activity going on. And we're going to talk to David Omen. Maybe we'll see something. Yeah, and maybe we'll see something. Go ahead, Nate, bring him up, and let's see if I can get some audio. David, are you there? There he is. Yes, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Now, David, when we did the little check earlier, you looked a little more Gary Busey-ish, but now you look well put together and uh, totally yeah. sane. So and that's he's a good wearing start. A ba- and he's wearing a Back to the Future t-shirt, so I already, yes, like, I I already, already like him. Okay, so, so David, first yes. off, first off, I mean, your, your story and what I've found out about you so far is very interesting, very intriguing, but... Prior to 1999, first off, let's start. Where did David Omen grow up? What, what is your history? My history is, is I grew up in Bel Air, literally about three miles as the crow flies from here in the same mountains, of the Santa Monica mountain range. Um, and it was just similar environment with deer and coyotes and bobcats and other wildlife running around all over the place. So to me, actually coming back to an environment that's like when I grew up, to me it was heaven, honestly. Okay. And um, grew up, went to Beverly Hills High, um, didn't go, didn't live in Beverly Hills. I'm one of those, those sons of bitches that used the Beverly Hills post office as a uh, matriculation device to get access to the high school. Oh, that's interesting. Now, now you know, people around the world, when you say Beverly Hills and you say Beverly Hills High School, they think, oh, okay, this guy was living the dream. Was it the dream when you were going to Beverly Hills High School? No, it was a nightmare. <laughs> and why was it a nightmare? Why was it a well, nightmare well, for you? Well, you got to remember what I mean is, is I didn't even start there in my freshman year. Beverly Hills High goes ninth through twelfth, so I went to another school, a private school over in Brentwood called Brentwood Academy before it was what it is turned into now, um, and that was for my seventh, eighth, and ninth years. And I went there for three years, and I went to Beverly Hills High as a sophomore. Well, I didn't have an op- since I didn't live in Beverly Hills. It wasn't like I grew up there and I was part of the whole culture, you know, milieu. And then they even screwed even more. I actually matriculated in as a sophomore, so I missed that freshman gel period. So I would have had a chance to, you know, blend in with all the freshmen and then go through the the, the route, so to speak. That didn't happen either. So I was. The outsider, outsider, so to speak. While I lived up in Bel Air, my sister had an apartment in Beverly Hills. 
And I basically used that as my home address. And I would drive, my, my parents would drive me down the first year to uh, the high school. And then the second and third year where I was there, my junior and senior years, I drove myself. But um, it was tough, you know, um, because I didn't live there, I wasn't really part of it. And, you know, it just, it felt different to me. I always felt like I was on the outside looking in. Um, but that was fine. You know, I got my education. I was happy with it. And uh, I got out of there alive, so to speak. Um, and I'm still alive to this day. And I can't exactly say that for a few of my classmates from the uh, from well, back in the day. Now that you brought up classmates, and I'm sure, it, now we live in Southern California, so we're kind of jaded by this. But somebody listening in South Carolina, they're going to say, wow, he went to high school at Beverly Hills High School. Did he go to school with anybody famous? Yeah, Nick Cage, who you all are familiar with, was yeah. one of my classmates. Yeah, he's at the camp with it. Pete right now. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Nick Cage, go ahead. Uh, Nick Cage, Lenny Kravitz, I'm sure you remember. Yeah. Um, and I swear to God, this is the God's honest truth. I remember seeing Emilio Estevez there at the school enough times when I was going, I was going, wait a second, that's, and it was like we would cross paths in the, in the high school and so he said, no, he goes to Santa Monica High. And it's like, no, 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 no. Emilio! I... Pardon? Sorry. No, he was just yelling for Emilio. <laughs> I had it, was, it was there. a bad, well, bad movie quote. <laughs> well, like I said, I saw him enough times and we crossed paths enough times that when we were in the in the, uh, in the hallways, he, his, he and I, like, like I'd say, I recognize you. I'd like look him in the eye and it's like, and I wouldn't say anything. It's like, ah, who gives a rat's ass? I'm not interested in getting into it. Yeah. Um, and asking him because just it's not important. It's just you don't cross that line. As far as I'm concerned, it's not important to me. Um, and I'm trying to think of who the heck else. Oh, God. The guy that directed. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, I almost feel like Please tell me it's Weinstein. If it's oh, Weinstein, Turtletob. I really want to hear the story. Turtletob. <laughs> Adam Turtletob, the big producer director. Uh, I only watch Passing porn and I don't recognize that name. So he also went, he was a year older than I was, but he was there as well. Um, who else? Um, God. God okay, David. God, God. So, so you went to school. You're name dropping. Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's so, so yeah, I wore my still toe boots, so we're fine. Uh, but, but so you were at Beverly high school, you're with all these other stars and, and all this other kind of stuff. So where did you go after high school? Did you stay in Southern California? Did you take a, yeah. a well, no. as a matter of fact, the, the first year out of high school, I went up to a private school up in Northern California called Menlo college. I bet there was, was no just, stars there. Don't bet your don't bet your ass on that one, guys. Again, it was another. <laughs> it it had a lot of well. You got <laughs> how to explain this? Menlo College was even worse than Beverly Hills High that- in the sense that it was a tiny little school. I mean, really small college, and it was, as I recall, it was a transfer school. So you went there to get your grades up from high school, so you could get access to other schools such as Stanford and Cal Berkeley. And it was one of those high standing because I was, let's be facing the truth. I was a C student in high school. I was a B minus C plus student, basically. I wasn't any stellar scholar, you know, scholar. And I certainly was no athlete that was going to get a goddamn scholarship anywhere. So basically they, they sent me up there because they wanted me to get access. I want to go to UCLA. And they said, well, if you can't get into UCLA as a freshman, you got to wait two years till your third to apply to get in there again. What meant is they didn't accept any sophomore transfers. Yeah. So I figured that was my diehard place to go. And here's the kicker. 
I went to Menlo for one year. And Northern California, when I was going there that one year, had its most unseasonably rainy season. I mean, I'd say about six, seven months of the year, it was raining. Just and wet I mean, just nasty. Like, raindrops this big. I'm talking about quarter to half dollar size raindrops. Yeah, those will knock you out. Uh-huh. It's, so, okay. I'm like, yeah. So you left Beverly Hills, you go up north, and you do a little college there. And, and when did you make it back down to Southern California? The next year, I got out of the gosh darn Noah's Ark land. And, and did I you make it to UCLA? I said, I said, no, guess where I ended up going? Where? USC. USC. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Mr. Trojan. Okay. So, so basically. <laughs> Thanks a lot. To <laughs> that comment, please. Okay. All right. Mr. So, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about why you're here tonight. Now, at some yeah. point in your life, you decided to build a home. How did you come upon the property that you're at right now, which you're calling us from? All right. My father called me up 21 years ago this November, late, I think it was like the 24th of November, 1998, eight o'clock in the morning. I'm sound asleep. And he said, he called, he goes, David. I go, hello? Yeah. Hello. And he says, your father, get your ass up. I'm like, I look at the clock and I'm going, it's, it's eight in the morning, dad. What's, what's going on? What's the hubbub? He goes, get up. Because I found a lot. And I'm going, yeah. So he goes, it's $40,000. I said, well, good for you. And he says, it's up in Beverly Hills. And I said, Dad, listen to me. Does it say 40K? And he goes, yeah. And I said, then it's probably a misprint if it's in Beverly Hills. Come on. There's no such thing as a lot in Beverly Hills for $40,000. Right, I because, said, because uh, yeah, property, property in Beverly Hills at that time, you, you probably would be right if it was missing a zero. A lot in Beverly Hills would probably cost you 400K back then, even in 1998. Well, again, Right. The thing is, is the deal, the deal wasn't exactly provided to me in clarity at the first time he told me, mind you. There's Beverly Hills um, City, and then there's Beverly Hills Post Office. The difference is, is one is actually, how should we say, it has all the um, usages of all the city, how should we say, schools and all the different okay. access to all, all the right. city provided, facility, you know, um, what do you call them, um, accoutrements. Yes. But if you're in Beverly Hills Post Office, that means that you don't get access to the high school, to the to the any of the elementary schools. Mm, you have okay. to go to the Los Angeles City okay. schools, etc. But your mail, as it says, Beverly Hills Post Office means your mail says Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero, and you basically get your mail through the Beverly Hills Post Office. Okay, so so you're back here in 1998. Your dad calls you up and says, we found a lot in Beverly yeah. Hills for $40,000. When did you make the connection that the lot that you were buying was was at the location that was infamous for these Sharon Tate murders? It can't, first of all, that's not exact, that's not an accurate statement, meaning that my house is not on the actual property where Sharon it's Tate's next house stood. That, it's that next door. That property at the end of the driveway from where my house is cost i think they sold it originally for about a million two and then it was torn down in 1994 by um, harvey weintraub who then built this thing called casa bella which he didn't finish which he finally sold to the new and present owner the producer of uh, fuller house jeff franklin and he finished the house but um 
Yeah, my house is literally 150 feet down the driveway from where Sharon. And you mean to tell me that today started. Jeff Franklin lives on the property where the Sharon Tate murders happen? Huh. Yes. That's interesting. Absolutely beautiful house. But just I mean, it's, in a, it's just enormous, in a but it's beautiful. It's it's ostentatious and just and just very, very, very well put together. However, it sits on that property. And to me, when my father and I were building this house, the man who was building that house before before Jeff Franklin bought it, Mr. Weintraub, tried to sell my father and interested my father in trying to buy that property long before Jeff came along. So we actually walked, I actually walked on that property a number of times because Harvey basically said, Paul, I want to show you this house. You know, I know you're, you know, you're building your house, but how'd you like to buy this one? Okay. And my father said, he offered it to me for $20 million. I said, what did you say? He said, he looked at me, says, why? What am I going to do with it? It's, it's a too expensive to, to do, to fix what he's done to it now. Because he's set in this model of this ostentatious, large-scale, kind of like mansion. And my father said, you know, I can't do anything with it. It's just too much, too far along. The price is way out of, out of, it's way out of the market of where I can do something and still make a profit because it's just not right. Okay, so you I mean, so, so he you- had rooms that would like go into alcoves that led into zip. Oh, it's like the Winchester house. I was going to say they're trying yeah. to build the Winchester house. Okay, so so anyways, you guys purchased this right. this 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 lot that's 150 feet from the from the uh, from the murders, right? And you guys just start building normally. When did you start first noticing anything supernatural that was happening on that property that where you were, where you were building? Well, when we first came up here, I was like, my got up here before my father. Funny enough, um, and I looked down the drive, and I'm like, going, holy crap, that's that's where the Tate murders took place. I said, because at that time in 1998, the driveway went paved and then it stopped. And from that point on, there was a chain link fence and literally it was all gravel. And I was like, one, cause I walked down there. I said, what the heck? And I said, huh? look for me. You can tell that, that the concrete, the, the pavement just stopped and they literally broke all the earth going all the way into the property. So it was like, huh? But I didn't go in. I just looked and I came back. I stood there. My dad came up and said, Dad, that's where the Tate murders took place. And he's like, I don't care because we're here to look at this property. Focus, kid. Focus. This is what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, you really think this is a $40,000 lot? And he goes, it's a foreclosure. So it probably is $40,000. And I said, hmm, okay, I'm, I'm game. Let's find out. So he basically went and he did the research and it turns out somebody in the city planning department had taken one of the old maps and said private drive and somehow took the private drive and the next document in the, in the future, the next uh, map said private street. So when they went to do this, the work on that property, somebody pulled the map and said, wait a second, this is a private street. You can't build this house on this property. The the new legal was it the new legal description says that this street is no longer buildable. My hmm. father found out that but it was it was a transactional error and had it reflect reversed back to private drive, made it a buildable lot, and we built the house. Now, when we came up here after we bought the lot, my friend and I had to bury my cat Arthur, who's my first cat. And he died, it was, I think it was January in 1999. And he and I came up here. The lot was vacant. We rappelled down the slope from the street about 
15, 10, 15 feet, and we buried him in the earth. Okay. So when at so the time, listen to this. At the time we did that, I was like, oh, shaken up, just broken up. I was just miserable. And I was really, you know, shook up because this is my first cat that I ever owned myself. Yeah, that passed. And I looked at I looked around, I said, I started feeling like weird. Like I didn't feel all that bad. It wasn't that I felt didn't feel bad. I felt a sense of comfort. Okay. And I know it was just me and Sean. And I looked at Sean. I said, hey, Sean, um, I, I had this weird feeling. I said, this weird feeling that, that we're not alone. And he goes, hmm. it was like, he like, like, it was like this. And he looked at me, he goes, well, um, what do you mean? Before he gave up the goat on his side, he goes, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. I just all of a sudden feel like there's a crowd of people around us. Like, palm bearers or just like mourners with us as we're putting Arthur into the ground. And as I'm saying this prayer, I just feel like a, a kind of like a comforting feeling about this. And he goes, okay, I have to tell you, as soon as we got, as soon as we got down the hillside, you started digging. I started getting chills all around me. I was like, hmm. well, he goes, I, 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 I'm sensitive because I could feel there was spirit. There was something not normal here. Not bad, but not normal. Not bad, but not normal. As soon as you started digging, I felt like all of a sudden we were just like surrounded by by energy. I said, "Okay." So you built. Right. So you built the house, and you've been in there since nineteen ninety. Well, I'm assuming you guys probably finished correct, uh, con, uh, construction in ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. No, two thousand two. Okay, so you've been there for a long time, and you're 150 feet away from where these gruesome <laughs> these gruesome murders. Oh, is that an apparition? Is that Steph? I think we're seeing an apparition. No, I'm okay. pretty sure I just saw Orb in the corner of his camera too. So. No, okay. By the way, yeah. If you hear anything, in so far as a voice, I'm telling you right now. I went to great lengths to turn off the television, to make sure the radio, to make sure every everything is off. Piece of device that's in this house that could give a signal or a vocalization is. Negative. It so, doesn't exist. So that means you turn so off. If you hear a voice other than mine, you know what you're hearing. It's not me. You turned off your wife then. How, how'd you do that? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> how did you turn Don't off one? That's that's easiest oh, way to do okay. that. Okay. So so David, so so you started living there and um you felt this presence when you were building when you were burying Arthur on the hillside. And uh you you eventually got the house built and you moved in. Now how does it feel living in this house? Because I know that you have videos and stuff of light orbs and pictures falling off walls and that kind of stuff. But what kind of a, a sense do you, I mean, are you afraid in that house at all or no? Not in the slightest. You got to remember, guys, we don't live in a movie set world. Does that make sense? Yeah. We don't live in a world where the reality is based upon what we see in, God, I'm going to say this, any of the movies that were based on any of the trash that the Warrens produced. Seriously. Any of that stuff that's all conjuring crap and Annabelle Bap ain't a gosh darn drop of that. And the same with the Amityville Horror and the whole None of that stuff happens in real life. I'm sorry to say I've been here 17 years. I've traveled plenty extensively in my lifetime around the world to other locations that people have now claimed are so powerful. It's amazing, including Teotihuacan down in Mexico, outside of Mexico City, to the temple, to the Aztec or the Mayan temple at the top. I think it's Aztec temple where the sun god was and all that stuff. And I've been to that actual top 
room that, you know, you walk to the top of like the hundred steps to the top of the pyramid. And that's the room where they prepare them for the sacrifice. And I stood on the spot where the bodies were thrown down. This is <laughs> 1975 to give you an idea how long ago it was. So present day, if you went down there, I am positive that they do not allow anyone up those stairs. But I have old home movies of me going up there to the top of the uh, to a place where they're doing human sacrifice. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I was there when I was a kid. You know, I've been to 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 Rome and felt the energies of the Colosseum. And again, back in the day, it was a lot more open because they weren't worried about the destruction to the monuments as as they are now. But um, now what kind of the the energy in this house? That the stuff in the movies is BS. I've 17 years I've now lived here, and I've seen an apparition, and I've witnessed a lot of people, including all the Paris celebs um, on television, and, and then that have been here that without their TV shows, like Jason Jock, was it Jason Gates from Haunted Collectors, been here, Dana Workman from Haunted Highway, um, or it's Josh Gates, as a matter of fact, not Jason. Yeah, Josh is the one that's, which one's the one that's on, not on TV right now? Not the one on the, uh, the show that does all the searching for lost cities and stuff. That's Josh, right? I don't know. I, I really don't tune into those shows too often. So right, I, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm an Jason, expert. My friend. Yeah, it is Jason. Thank you guys. Um, and they've, a lot of the ones that haven't been here, what's interesting, have not followed up on the offer to come here just to visit. Chip Coffee. Um, let's see. Von Prague's been here. But Chip Coffee's never been here. We've invited him a number of times. Of course, the great Randy and his million-dollar, you know, what was it, offer to proof of the hereafter. I yeah. talked, reached out to them, got one email, and that was it. You know, this the whole story is, is it's not as be it's it's not scary. Here's the thing. Here's the news last. Yeah, we're all gonna die at some point. We're all gonna cease to exist off this plane of existence. To sit there and have an irrational fear of those who have passed before you is not only unfounded, it's insane. Well, okay, that's fair enough. Now, now, since you've been around this, I mean, how often would you say that something supernatural happens at your location at your house? All right, let's get, let, let me explain. Probably a lot more than I, than I know of, Okay, if that makes sense. Sure. I mean, yes, I do have 19 HD CCTV, 1080p, three megapixel cameras inside my house and five outside. But I mean, outside of the first six months when I first got the system um, and I spent nights, late, late, late nights, getting no sleep, reviewing the footage from the cameras, um, I stopped because I was burnt. I mean, yeah. It, First of all, to sit there and to, then to say to, to decipher what you're looking at, and after a while, it's like, all right, this is getting blurry vision. I can't deal with this anymore. It wears on you. Right. I am not a paranormal investigator for one reason, because there are no such things as experts in the field. And to have the true discipline to be a paranormal investigator, you got to shed all of the crap devices, 99% of the devices out there that are on the market are shortcuts to the hard work that you have to put in to get results. And what I mean is when we used to do paranormal investigating back when I was a kid, we didn't have all these devices. We used a tape recorder and we used a camera. Yeah. A lot of these devices are predicated on programming, are reverse 
um, what is it, reverse scanning the AM and FM frequencies to mm-hmm. pick up whatever they can. Let me give you some idea. If a spirit is talking, what makes you think that you're actually hearing a spirit speak when you're hearing an intermission of a radio frequency of a commercial and that one word picked out that you're hearing on your speaker is the voice of some, how should we say, media personality advertising for a commercial? You're going to tell me that's a ghost? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. Is an intermittent bit of a radio transmission. Ain't no ghost. So what I have here recorded on my cameras, and I'll give you an idea of one of them right here. Let's see, there's one up there. Well, we, we can't we, we can't see you for some reason. A ghost, I think, took over your phone and, and froze your image. Did you did your did your computer go to sleep or something like that? Because we can't see you anymore. Oh, uh, crap! I well, see. Well, it just froze. Oh, apparitions! Apparitions <laughs> coming back. Are oh, taking over. it's changing. Spoke oh, too soon. Hold on. He's refreshing, and we're going to bring him back. Maybe we'll be able to see him move around. Uh, but, yeah, Tom, would you live in a house that was down right 150 feet away from the Sharon Tate murders? Hell no. Hell no? You Hell wouldn't do no. it? Steph, would you do it? Yeah, I would. You're like Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Well, I, just think about everywhere you go in this country, where you walk right now. How many thousands of people have died here that you just never know about? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. you sit right now, maybe, you know, 100,000 Indians or natives were in the same spot. Like, you never really know. Oh, we got David back, and we've got video. Oh, So, yeah, I think to be afraid and he's because gone. something happened. Yeah, I don't think I, I mean, I, I think I would live there. I don't think I'd have a problem with a bunch of people being murdered. You know, I have a cousin of mine, and, <laughs> and they, bought, they bought a house where there was a, a major police shooting in Riverside where oh. they, they were called to the uh, location where the police were called in, and it was basically they were calling him on purpose to blow there these cops is. away. And they bought Sorry. a house. They bought a house where these murders happened, mm-hmm. and it was it was two police officers, I believe, that were murdered. Mm-hmm. And they lived there, no problem. I mean, you know, a lot of people wouldn't touch the house because it had to be d- disclosed in the it's paperwork. A beautiful for, house, yeah, it's a beautiful home. Okay, so David, so so you've got all the cameras set up, and you've got everything going on on that property. Now, what has been some of the most, in your opinion, concrete evidence of apparitions on your property in your house that you've captured? Well, as I was mentioning, we have I've recorded disembodied voices. Okay, that are voices. Vocalizations without any intermediary device. And what are they There's saying? No Frank box. No, no, you know, spirit box. No echo box. None of that. And I'm in example. I'm in where I am now at my office, working. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready for a uh, an investigation here. A few years ago. Yeah. And I decided to well, loosen up doing some karaoke. That's so what I, I do when I'm relaxing. I, when I'm relaxing, I do karaoke too. There's nothing funny about that. We both do it. We're both we're both you know creative minds, and we do That's karaoke. We're re- hilarious. It is not hilarious. <laughs> you, stuff. Wait, 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 wait. It I'm is sorry. hilarious. You, you karaoke. Like, what do you do before you get ready for ghost? I said I do karaoke. Steph, you, I karaoke you, when karaoke. I'm masturbating. Yeah, oh yeah. Somehow, somehow, I will I survive. That. I will survive. <laughs> Anyways, somehow okay, I David. Believe that. Poor Missy, man. So I I turn the camera on in this office, and I figured, let's see what the hell. So I start doing the karaoke, and I'm like, all right, we got to review this. Were you masturbating too, or is that just something that I do? Oh, my God. No, I'm I'm doing karaoke. I said, it's an hour and a half before their people are getting here, and I'm like, all right. I said, I have to deal with this. I got to do something to loosen up. I'm not in the mood. I'm really just stressed. So I said, let's just karaoke. Come on, let's sing. So I'm going to review the footage. Yeah. And before I, when I, while I'm watching the footage reviewing, I said, 
I said to myself, I said, damn, I got to watch this again. I didn't start it on time. So, or something to that effect. So when I'm reviewing the footage, you hear this voice say, effing pricks. Mm. And and I'm saying, he's not saying effing prick, like singular. He's saying effing pricks. Pricks. And I'm like, I'm thinking, all right, I'm here alone by myself. And yeah, you're the only go, prick there, and he's what? calling for multiples. <laughs> My response is, this, I said, all right. I said, as soon as I hear that on the, on the review, and I can, it's on my YouTube channel. You can look at it. Um, I said, okay, I heard what you said. Now tell me, since I can only be a singular, as I'm only, I can be an effing prick. Who are you referring to? Come on, out with it. I want to hear the follow up. Come on, guys. And people go, you did what? It's like, yeah, I mean, because. Acknowledge. Yeah. I acknowledge their existence. That's respect. I dignify them with saying, all right, I got, I heard what you said. You got, you got, you got your point across. Now tell me since you're being such smarty pants and you're being insulting, who are you referring to? I want the answer to that question. If you're going to throw that out there, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to justify you, but you better tell me who the hell you're referring to. If you're going to do that to me and people go, "Ah, ah," I said, Look, it's a relationship, whether you like it or not. You got to deal with it. Right. You can't go get an external power to come in here and to, to, to clean up your own, you know, SHI. You know what I'm saying? Shit. You have to be responsible for your own <laughs> SHI. Shit. You know what? Well, and when, and when, so, OC, and when OC Ghost Hunters was on, they, they, they brought that up about how acknowledging is important. To acknowledge, yeah. To acknowledge, to sometimes make it stop. Well, you, you can't make it stop. Let's yeah, start Tom. from there. The idea that somebody's going to say some magic spell, and that's what the hell it is. People hate to hate me when I say the God's honest truth. If I brought a somebody from another planet to listen to human beings yabber about their, we're getting rid of a ghost, we're gonna, they would go, what is it about you human beings that makes you think that you're having any impact on those that are not of your own? On your own plane of existence, do you really think they give a rat's behind what you're saying? You are the most pompous, arrogant species on the in the universe. You don't accept things the way they are. You find it troublesome that things are the way they are, and therefore you try to create a rationale that explains away everything the way you want to be able to explain it away, so it comforts you and it satiates your your fears, where in fact. You're just basically creating a myth that's absolutely completely baseless, pointless, and so, has no complete. It has no credibility in the universe, and the and these and these aliens are going. You are pedantic, retarded individuals of this planet, and the space that you occupy is exactly that. It's space you occupy. You don't understand these other beings occupy other space. And you have no respect across the board because you think it's universal that this one group of of individuals called the Catholics can contain the God-given key to telling what other spirits from other denominations to do. That is the most egocentric pile of garbage and buoy that's ever been put out there. That you're going to be able to, to say an incantation 
And you talk about Harry Potter being a myth, they would say, and a, and a fairy tale. <laughs> so See, I think this, it's this is the perception that people never take. You understand. You never take yourself out of the equation and look down from the omnipotent and look at the whole surface of what's going on on this planet and take yourself out of the equation and say, gee, you know something? He's saying the goddamn truth. There's nothing about what we think that adds up to a pile of shit. But everybody buys it and they sell it. And they buy it. Okay. Seminars. Okay. Books. Okay. So I, I, I think we have some deeper things to talk about here because, okay, you've got a house. <laughs> the house is haunted. You've caught it on video. They've talked to you. They've called you a pricks, plural, and all this kind of shit. Now, now, they, now, now we know why they call me pricks, plural. No, 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 no. But, but, but I want to ask you some other questions, okay? Because obviously, obvious, obvious, <laughs> obviously you have to acknowledge that there's something that's going on in the supernatural realm, right? Yes. You believe that? What is that supernatural realm? Is there an afterlife? I don't is, know. Is, is there a god? Is I'm there a devil? To say to you, I would be the first person to be on your show to say I haven't a clue and to be honest about it and say, look, everybody else out there has a theory. It's a theory. It's their personal biased opinion of what's going on. You want to know the truth from what they say? Sure. Zero zilch. None of it pans across. So truth. what is going on after life? I mean, obviously there's energy you know, there. That, 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 that. You can't handle the truth. The truth is that's the whole point. The greatest question of eternity for, for millennia, from before the, the Egyptians to the Sumerians, to all the ones before them, to the Aztecs, to the Mayans, to everybody else, we don't know and we will never know. That's why it remains the world's longest, oldest Craziest, strangest question that will never be answered. I feel an Area 51 conversation coming up. The Greeks said it best. Once you cross the river Styx, which is death, you'll never return. Meaning, dead men tell no tales. We will never know what's going on. We will hypothesize. We will theorize. We will speculate, hope, dream, etc. Whatever it is that's happening, it's from what I'm getting from them is it would, it would, it would, it, you, <laughs> You can't understand it is what they said. It's not, it's not. And furthermore, they said, if you did know and you really did know, they said, all bets are off. You've got to remember the reason why that curiosity must remain intact and never, ever broken and never answered is because life itself is not about what happens over there. They said it's about what happens here. So he says, they're saying, you know, this idea that you're worried about what you're going to get in the afterlife. Cut the crap, they said. Deal with now, that when you're, there. now, when you're saying Worry they, hold on. When you're saying they, you're talking about the feelings that you get in your home or the voices that you're hearing in your home? The spirits right now are saying, you got to understand, this is about conveying information to everybody out there. I'm not selling a seminar. I'm not doing Seth Speaks. I'm not engaging with a specific enlightened being from Judea from the year 900 and all of these different things they said, because all I'm telling you is, is that the truth is you guys have got to understand that it's all you'll never, we'll never know. It's just that simple. Hold on, you have hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Incursion between one plane of existence and the other. It's that fleeting moment where the planes cross paths and then it's gone. Now, David, now, it's David, now, David, it, from what, everything that you're saying, it seems like you've had some pretty deep conversations. Now, in, 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 in every day-to-day life, there's Christians that say that they talk to Jesus all the time and stuff like that. 
what kind of conversations? Because you're you're relaying a lot of information that is coming from conversations from the other side or from these presence or spirits in your house. How do those conversations come to you? And you said that they're saying, like they're saying right now. But this isn't like conversations coming to me. I'm just telling you from my experiences and seeing not them on that side, us on this side. Us on this side. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the psychics. James Von Prague, Lisa Williams, Marianne Winkowski, uh, Jackie Barrett, to name a few that have been here. Forget that. You know, you got all the ones. Chris and what Lennon. did they say? And what did they say? They were there. They tapped into the energy. What did they say? the same, but everything's different. Does that make sense? Hmm. Each one has their own perception based upon their own interpretation of, of, of their upbringing, from religious upbringings and different things and different things. So you get similar stories, but you get, a, 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 how should you say, a, um, a perception shift. From each and every one of them has a different angle based upon their perception of their life. And if it's a Christian type of a thing or something else, do you see what I'm saying? You get a little bit of a little bit off the center of what the fate, the, the main focus of the story is. So each one has their own theory. Yeah, their own no, slant. They, their all, own they slant. all mean the same thing, but each one has their own spin in a way about it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. They're it makes sense. The apple is red, but one saying the apple is rosy red. One saying, "Well, it's more of a cherry red." Okay, but but, but they're down, the, but they're down the same highway. They're just in different cars, going at different speeds, and little different interpretations. But it's kind of all going a, in the same direction. Variances, but it's all basically the same thing. The house is basically a giant ghost flop house. There are spirits constantly coming in and coming out. Um, due to the the DC EMF level that exists in the earth, what, hold here, on. What's DC EMF or electric magnetic field? Current versus okay. alternating current, which okay. is what goes through the walls. This is the energy that's in um, static electricity, lightning, um, batteries. So that's direct current, and it's EMF stands for electromagnetic frequencies or okay. fields. Okay, now um, you- electromagnetic fields, right? Now- EMF. So the house has an extremely elevated DCMF level. And that's something that's measurable by these paranormal investigators that come into your property. They can actually measure this as well that have equipment that measure DCMF levels. There are things that are calibrated to, to basically register the number of DCMF levels of what is it? Milligauss. And so so they've been brought into the house and been off the charts. It's been off the charts. So they come in, and there's actual scientific evidence. They come in there with a device. They measure the levels, and the electric magnetic field at your property where you're at is much higher than just a normal place. Now, is that on a con- is that at a constant, or is it or just it- at certain times? Constant. It shifts, meaning that's one spot you'll have it hot, and then it'll it'll get up, and then it'll move around through the house type of thing. It's just always moving. Now, shifting around now I know there's no answer to this that we know concretely, but in your best estimate, these apparitions, these 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 voices Spirits. that are, who are they? In your best guess, because I know we have to sit back and analyze and think about well, who am I talking to? What what is this voice? Well, let's see. We've we've seen the apparition. I've seen the apparition of Jay Sebring 15 years ago in the middle oh, of the summer. Oh, 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 oh. Um, you, you saw the apparition of JC. Who's JC? Sebring. Oh, JC. Every time you say Sebring, it's like they hear the C and they go, what? <laughs> what did you say? Jay Sebring. Jay Z is not dead. <laughs> I didn't say Jay But him not. Pretty sure that's the name of his next album. All right, all right, too. all right. For, who is Jay Sebring? 
Oh, you don't know. Jay Sebring is no. one of the victims from the end of the drive. Okay, 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 okay. So you saw his ex fiance who was down there the night of the murder. So what happened the night that you saw the apparition of Jay Sebring? Sebring appeared at the foot of the bed at about one thirty-seven in the morning in mid-July two thousand and four. I saw him standing there. He was in a suit, double-breasted, short lapeled, going down. Um, pointing with his extended left hand, with his extended left finger pointing out, and he was making a quarter, maybe an eighth of a point turn towards what was, I thought, the bottom of the driveway. Um, eight years later, after this incident took place, it turned out... ESPN update. Uh, That's your fantasy that. football. You better trade your players. App. Um, what it was, was he wasn't pointing towards the bottom of the driveway, he was pointing towards the property next door that was a uh-huh. vacant lot. That was later on, eight years later, they basically went and they took the hillside that was like this, let me see, like this, and they went straight down on the from the from the street, sixty feet, and they took out the entire mountain and removed all of this earth and put a concrete wall, put a concrete foundation, and built basically two story concrete and then a framed up house at the top. And that's what he was pointing to eight years before the lot was sold and before they broke ground and started doing all that work. Now, David, David, you have some neighbors around you. You said that the, the guy from Fuller House, he's, he's down there, Jeff Franklin, he's on the actual property where these murders took place. You have neighbors in the area. Does anybody else in that street <coughs> experience supernatural paranormal activity? Well... I won't say anything about any of the neighbors on my on my proper driveway. Obviously, I okay. can't. Okay. But there was a neighbor that lived within about uh, less than a half a mile of my house in ben- in ben- on Benedict Canyon, and um, I met her probably 12, 10 years ago, and she told me when we talked that she was having terrible problems with a spirit at mm. her house, mm. and I said, "What happened?" She goes, "Well." We start remodeling the house, and all of a sudden, we start hearing footsteps going down the hallway, and the doors to the cupboards, I mean, the doors to the cabinets for the linen closets would be opening and closing and opening and closing. And I'm like, holy shit. Right. That's, that's, to me, that's poltergeist activity. Right. That's not glass of wine sliding across the table or an object getting knocked over. That's really Palpable, volatile anger and, and frustration being poured out in a way, and it's and it's it's like amazing to me. That's amazing. I know mm. it sounds strange to some people. I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm encouraged to see that. I'd love to. Um, so I said, "What happened?" She goes, well, "We called this woman that we bought the house from, and we found out it was from the probate, and we called the original owners, and we contacted their son and daughter." And I said, "What happened?" She goes, "Well, we called them up." We said, we're having problems at your, at, your, at your father's old house. And he goes, oh, yes, that's our father. He's upset oh, okay. that you remodeled his home. And oh, okay. I said, what? And she goes, that's before we told the kids two words. They told us that. And I said, holy crap. And she goes, it's as if they knew that dad, their father was having a shit fit, and they were hearing about it from him. Mm-hmm. So I said, what did you do? And she goes, well, we contacted a shaman, and she came out. And she t- contacted the gentleman, and they verified that it was him, and that he had passed away three years earlier in the convalescent home, etc. 
and um, that he didn't know that he was uh, that he was no longer the occupant of his old residence, and that uh, he had that the house was sold, and that he no longer owned it, and that they had the right. And so he said, "Oh, oh, I didn't know that." So that all ended. So he but was kind of so he kind of got stuck in the. <laughs> no, he he, he went all his he wasn't way. Aware. He figured, okay, then I can't I can't hold it against them if they're remodeling. If they own it, they own it. So right. he went on his way. They said. They said a couple of months later, stuff started happening again, different stuff. But they said it wasn't the same. I said, what do you mean? Because it didn't feel the same. They said before they had a feeling it was connected to the homeowner. This time they said totally unrelated. They didn't get that vibe. And they eventually moved the hell out. Hmm. That's what I would have done. Because I remember this. She said to me this. She said, she goes, we had a hell of a party last night. I said, and you didn't invite me. And she goes, no, David. I said, she said, no, it wasn't that kind of a party. I said, what do you mean? She said, it was three in the morning or two thirty in the morning. And we woke up to the sound of, we heard the sound of people talking in the room. Like there's a bunch of people in our room talking, loud talking, yep. like 10 people having a conversation with one another. Yeah. I said, fuck oh, that. I'm out. I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. At that very moment, fuck the pictures. I'd fuck, be out. I grabbed the cash and the keys Again? and I'm out the no, door. I would have left. Like instantly, yeah, in my PJs and all, and yeah. never have gone back. I mean, especially I said, if you, you check all the you normal stuff. The light switch on, and it all ceased. Now, David, have you ever had anything that's happened in the house that's been like violent or scary? No. Or like, to no. give any indication that the spirits are angry in some sort of way? Yeah, I'll tell you when it happened. <laughs> it's it's funny to me to me because it didn't happen to me because it happened to a self serving son of a bitch that deserved it and who's showing his two colors. Present day, you bet your ass it's something yeah. that I'm, I'm true colors, to say true colors as opposed to juke colors, which is what I thought what, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, I'm honestly very pleased they did because some people deserve a comeuppance and deserve to be, you know, taught a lesson by the spirits who they insult. And what was the lesson that happened? You want to know who the hell it was first? Well, sure, I'll take that too. It was during the uh, filming six years ago this uh, in September of uh, my first adventure, my first experience, worst experience of my life <laughs> with the Ghost Adventures show and Zach Baggins. Okay. And um, I'm familiar with his uh, brother, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> you mean jerk off Baggins, his daddy. Um, <laughs> so they came out here. And they were doing their show. They were right. here for four days. But but, they, but Zach doesn't come to the show until the very last day. So it's kept in an ethical sphere. So they bring the, the production team here and they do, let me remember if I remember correctly, the first day was interviews with me and walking around the house. Second day was interviews with other people and, you know, basically getting the house ready. Third day was B-roll and also the reenactments. Mm-hmm. On the third day, they did a reenactment, and they asked me about this, and I said, they, they asked me, what do you think of this? And I said, what's the scoop? And I said, well, this girl, Dre Fordham, says that she was here up at your house, or she was going up to your house. And um, she was driving up the driveway, near the bottom of the driveway, and she says she was with her mom, and she says she saw this terrible apparition. I said, really? I said, of what? She goes, of Sharon Tate Ooh. in Pregnant in a white nightgown covered oh. in blood. Oh, oh. Said, like Carrie? I said, no, from like she was just the, the, the dress was covered in blood. <clears throat> God, it's awfully dry out here tonight. So 
I said, no, 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 no. That's not possibly true. I said, when I saw Sebring, Jay Sebring's ghost, right? he wasn't wearing the clothes he was wearing when he was killed. He it didn't was prior have any to the that. marks yeah. of being shot or hurt or having his head. None mm. of that. He was clean and fine looking. And I said, no, that's not, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. And I said, I'm telling you now, don't do it. Don't do this. Don't do this reenactment. I don't believe in it. And they said, well, that's very nice and fine. You can say what you want, but we're going ahead with it. Of course they are. It's Hollywood. It's all about drama. It's all about, you know, trying to make this dramatic statement and, you know, this, this goriness. I said, okay, you're at your, at your peril. I remember saying that to them. Uh So that night, it was a Wednesday night. They were doing that. They were shooting and they had this girl walking around the house. She's dressed in this white nightgown. So before they do that shot, they have the actress dressed as Sharon Tate walking around the house in a white nightgown. And she's just in different parts of the house and they're shooting it from a long shot and making Yeah, yeah, just making all the beautiful. Yeah. They go to shoot her walking up the driveway. Uh huh. And there are lights in front of her, you know, to light her up. There's nothing behind her because they have no reason to light her up behind her so it won't, you know, interfere with the cameras. And I'm snapping shot pictures from the side of the, uh, from the, was it the side of the house on the staircase? And I'm snapping, snapping, snapping. And I saw this one picture that caught my attention. And there's this big ball of like white light coming right out of this girl's stomach. Ooh. And I'm like, I started looking, what the fuck? What, what the, huh? How's that? And I looked up and I'm looking, that doesn't make any sense. Right. There is no light behind her. There can't be. It'll go right into the camera lens. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Gosh, Which is of no consequence to the shot. So I sat and I looked at it and I'm going, I looked at the other pictures, nothing, all fine. Just the one picture, and I'm going, okay. So you okay. got some, and that's probably some type of a, a, a EMP, electric, whatever, magnetic, whatever, it's energy. Nothing. It's energy. It's, it's, it's energy. Something. That's all I know. Yeah. After I took that picture, I started looking back at her, and I could see the blood dripping down off of the stump. And, just, and all of a sudden, I felt like chills all over, and I said, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, that's a lot of woos. Yeah. And I said, no, it was, it was, it was like, like feeling like, and that was the feeling was like revenge will be ours. Kind of like you've crossed the freaking line, assholes. We've now we're going to war, and I'm like, huh? And it was like, not you, them, them. Well, that's maybe we get the voices talking about the pricks. Maybe they're talking about the filming crews. That was that was this was many years after. The oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, you but did. So, so was the ghost <laughs> with the pointy finger too? Right? Yeah, yeah. Et. Uh, so you did a movie about this, and uh, what? Wait, what wait, is, wait, 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 time, time, time. Okay, yeah, you got to finish sure, the story. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The story. So they go and do the lock. They did that the next night. They do the lockdown, and I say to them, I said, you know, I pray to God that you guys come out of this in one piece, and they are like. You're being serious. Is it? I'm dead serious. Mm. I said, I have been tormented by the thoughts of something terrible that's going to happen to you guys from what you did last night. I said, I'm kind of concerned for your well-being. I said, I just have a terrible feeling you guys are going to be having real problems. Take something home with you. 
I don't know. No, no, I don't. That, that, don't even start with that crap, please. Okay. Forget, I remember, don't forget about, don't think about some other place. Focus on the, the moment, the present moment, because it's all, everything happens in the present. You got to remember, when somebody says somebody's child is like, there's no ghost that's leaving here to follow you home. You're not that important. Get out of your ego. All Seriously. It's what happened while they were here, which first. was, it'll blow your socks off. So I'm out. I go to the top of the stairs and I said, spirits, I said, they're about to start the show. And I said, spirits, do not F with them. Do not kick their asses in. Do not hurt anyone. So I know you're, you're furious and you want to kick the crap out of them. But I'm even more volatile. I'm like going, you've got, and so the producer comes up and he goes, David, he goes, what was that? I said, I'm saying a prayer and begging them to leave you guys alone. And so they go to start their equipment up. And this is at nine o'clock. They're going from nine to three, six hours. They, they turn the equipment on, all fails. Even the backup equipment that they had, all the backup batteries in the car that were in the van that were all charged. Everything died. Dead. Energy was sucked out of all the equipment. So it was like it was like a sign of like, this is the stuff, the starting of, of things to come, the beginning mm. of things to come and watch out. So they have to stop production and go back to the charging all the equipment up. And they said, all right, 10 o'clock, we're ready. I said, all right. He says, David, I want you to go back to the top of the stairs and say what you said an hour ago, but say it for camera in a G-rated version. And I'm like. Do your prayer. Do your prayer. They won't harm everybody. Okay. Yeah. And I go to the top of the stairs and it's all on the show on the episode where I said, spirits, please leave them alone. Don't hurt anybody. But it was very nice. Right. So they go and they start their endeavors. And before they started shooting, we're in the den and I'm talking to Zach and Aaron and Nick. And um, we're talking, I said, now these figurines get knocked over. And I said, I don't know when or wherever, they just do on their own. And one of the big ones, the big Beetlejuice gets knocked over. One of the figurines and in the living like, room where you're having the conversation. Zach's like, what the fuck was that? It's like going, and he's, he is so, the guy is so much opposing. He couldn't even keep his not his 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 his, his staying still in his own sh- that moment when it happened. And the lights were on, and we're all there talking, and it happens. I don't know how many times it's happened to me in front of me when I've been here in other parts. I mean, just it happens all the time. So it's like big deal. Who cares? It didn't have any effect on me. And he's like, "Did that just?" I said, "I said, yeah, it happens all the time." Don't I said, "You know, that's just their way of letting you know they're here." Right. No big deal. No threat. Certainly no threat to your person at all. Okay. So, so David, you made. Oh, the show starts. Okay. So they went back out there. You did your prayer. Yeah. They go in there, and I think it's about 1130. I hear the sounds of footsteps coming out the front door. And I'm outside. I wasn't sitting my ass in my car for two seconds. I was in there for the camera, and I got out and said, I'm not sitting in this car. I'm going to walk around and watch. You kidding? So I'm walking out, walk, stumbles, Zach. He takes three steps off the front, two steps down, and then falls on the pavement. Like, like, um, just like felt, just like somebody took the, the leaves. I mean, the, uh, what is it? The, uh, structure out of a, a stick figure. He just oh, flops okay. to the ground. And I run up to him. I said, Zach, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, his eyes are like doing the loop loops going, I don't know, man. I, I feel all, I don't know, I just feel sick and, oh, my head, oh, my God, I don't know, what's going on, man? Oh, my God, I don't, I feel, 
I just feel like, oh, God. And then the team producers, the executive producer runs up and says, Zach, you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, not not at all in his right mind. Yeah, he just and got ghost Because uh-huh. there's no cameras there. So it's not like he's portraying this to like act in front of the camera. There's no camera covering this. He is just filled out on the pavement. And it's real. So I'm like, and so it begins. So it begins really now. So then they went down and they had some issue and there's sounds that are coming from inside the house. And Jay Wazzy says, David, come here. I want you to, to listen to this and explain this to me. What are we hearing? So I put the microphone, the you know, headphones on and I'm listening. And I hear this crunch, 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 crunch. And I said, where the hell is this uh, microphone? He says, the mic's on the bottom floor at the landing at the bottom of the stairs. And I said, oh, shoot. He goes, oh, shoot. What? I said, well, you guys didn't know this, but underneath the carpet, there's a layer of two millimeter or three millimeter plastic. That's a vapor barrier. So when my cats would take whatever, take a leak on the carpet, it won't get into the sponge, which is basically the foam padding. And I said, but as a matter of fact, what it happens to have a setback is that when you walk across it, you feel, you hear the sound of crunch, 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 crunch. Because mm-hmm. your feet are basically hitting the padding and the, the plastic, and it's making a crunching sound. And they pick that up. And he picks it up, and I said, so who's in the house? And he goes, David, look here outside. He goes, who do you see? And I goes, count the amount of people, the people out here. I said, da, 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 eight. And he goes, and there's, and there's Zach, Nick, and Aaron. I said, there's 11. He goes, how many people are in the whole crew and cast? They said, 11. And you? And I said, he goes, what was that? He goes, 10 seconds ago. I said, so who's in the house? He goes, nobody. And I'm like, holy crap. And so they run down there and they hear the, they, they hear it on the, on the audio, the footsteps. This time it's Zach or Aaron. It's like, yeah, there's, there's the same signature. I said, well, that's pretty substantial. I said, that is pretty substantial. Then five minutes later, they're upstairs again. And he says, David, what's this? So I put the headphones on and I hear this rough, rough. I said, what camera is that? He goes, the same camera at the bottom of the stairs. I said, so who's the asshole that's down there in the house playing, you know, playing with a ghost, you know, playing the spirit dog. And he goes, David, look around again. How many people are up here? And I go, what's there? There is no so, dog. Again, I said, so you mean to tell me, Jay, that we got a spirit with a sense of humor? Yeah, I sounds said, funny to much. me. Okay. All right, so that's a clusterfuck. Okay, now David, so you made a movie about all of the stuff that's happened at your. Now, what is the movie? Where can people find it? You can't find it because it hasn't been released. Well, okay, <laughs> so I can't. It's got this, <laughs> I can't help well, it. wait a minute. I saw a promo from from it. It looked like you filmed it in like nineteen, well, maybe two thousand five. I saw a promo for it. How long have you been working <laughs> on this a lot, movie, sweetheart? <laughs> that's a lot. You should have done porn, David. You can get that shit out a lot faster. It only takes you ten minutes. Yeah, but I'm not trying to get to a mass audience on a, on a digital download. So what's going on with the movie? What's going on with the movie that you've worked on for this long? Uh, well, it's gone through about 100 different incarnations. I got Alan Howarth, John Carpenter's uh, musician, musician, his composer, to come on board four years ago to overhaul the picture from scratch. Holy and, shit. Uh, from the beginning, he went through the whole thing. He t- says, this gets out, this gets You got to take this. You got to put this here. You got to switch this. It was like, oh, God, Alan, he goes, shut up and let me do my magic. 
If I okay. don't do it, it's never going to get anywhere. So the movie is so in the Alex, works, but the movie is in the works, but you did write a book. Now the book is something yes. tangible, right? Now, what is the title of the book? Well, I can't read that. Ghosts the, of Cello Drive. It says Ghosts of, of Cielo Drive. Cielo Drive. Cielo. Yeah, Cielo. And the Spirits of the Omen House. Now, where can, right now where can people pick up that book? If you take that title and you add a dot com to it, that's where you can get the book right now. Oh, I think we got a slide for that. You can put that up. Two but, weeks old. Oh, it's it only two weeks old. Two weeks you ago. just released it. Okay, yeah. Ghost of C, uh, of Cielo Drive. Cielo. Uh, Cielo. Drive, yes. Ghost the Afterlife of, of Sharon Tate the and the Spirits of, of the Omen House. Right. Now, 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 uh, uh, David, there's there's another slide up there that actually has the actual website because yes. it's a, uh, nope, that's his YouTube. Uh, Ghost of well, Cielo. There, there, there it is right there. Ghostofcelodrive.com. And that's if anybody's interested in that book. And how long did it take you to write that book? A decade. A decade. <laughs> and it's going to take you two decades to release the movie, apparently. Well, I hope not. Hopefully, honestly, with the release of this book, which honestly, I'm, I'm just... Now, are you in the movie? Spots. Are you in the movie yourself? Yes, I'm in the movie myself. I wish I would have been in a much bigger port. See, now I could have pictured myself. Gary Busey playing David in the movie. Yeah. Ah, see, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm here to tell you that David did a good job in the movie. <laughs> you know, it's just... I just couldn't get myself to get out there and do the job myself. I couldn't let David do it either, though. <laughs> no, David, what yeah, kind of what kind of movie you. are you looking you know, to shoot? Now, now, David, now, David, I heard now somebody messaged me before the show tonight, and they were saying that when she was in high school, like part of their rite of passage or whatever was they'd have to park their car on Cielo Drive in front of the Sharon Tate murders. That and, and, and like, how much foot traffic is going on in there in your neighborhood of just people looking for their, their you know the murder site? Um, since the movies come out, I'd say it's gone up about a thousand, maybe three thousand percent. What? We what movie? Maybe. No, seriously, oh, we oh, were probably. Wait, getting, wait, are you are you talking about Quentin Tarantino's movie? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was the one that made it. Look, let's forget the haunting of Sharon Tate. Forget Charlie's Girls and all those movies. Those had no impact on interest level as far as the public's concerned because they weren't out enough and they weren't as touted as much as Quentin's was always been touted. I haven't me. seen Quentin's movie yet. Have you seen Quentin's movie? Oh, you haven't either. Well, maybe we should watch no. it together in a haunted, in your screening room. You've got to have a screening room there. You have to. I built a screening room. Yes. As a matter of fact, I do have a screening room here. Okay. I don't know if I'm ever going to see it, honestly, out of respect to Sharon, just because I know the ending and I just have this, I just, I like a story that adheres to the truth. Uh-huh. Whether it's a pleasant truth or an unpleasant truth, if it's a historical piece that is such significance as the Sharon Tate murders were, and they were huge. Well, from what I from what cultural- I've been to, what I've I've heard about the movie that Quentin did was that it was pretty respectful on that line. That it really didn't it didn't have the gore that some of his past movies have had. But I know that yeah. I know that I know the history is still not there. exactly true either. Though no, no, there is plenty of gore. There is inglorious bastards gore ending in that, so don't don't make oh, any yeah, mistakes Tom. that there's no gore. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. I'm just going by what I've heard. True facts of what took place to Sharon Tate and to Jason, oh, right. Abigail Folger, and Wojciech Fikowski, and Stephen Parent. That's a simple fact. What he did was he made it a fairy tale ending. So the movie that you're and trying that to make are you trying to make like a, a docudrama or like a a, a movie about oh, the movie? Mine's, David. Mine's, mine's a feature film. Mine's a story about a guy who buys a house on a private drive 
And I fictionalized the story in some regards because I took the utmost respect in, in dealing with this tragedy without allowing myself to get caught up in the idea that I was going to somehow be giving some attention back to Manson, who was alive when we were shooting the movie. So I was very careful to say, you know, this guy's gotten too much fanfare. Well, to David, do a movie to, out of respect to the victims and honor them in a way without taking it <clears throat> and, as you say, taking liberties, literary liberties and literary license and changing the whole end of their lives and making it a whitewash, I decided that, no, that's factual. So I took that and I made that part of the story, but I changed their names to protect the innocent, as I say in the beginning of the movie, to, to, to protect the dead. We're still not at rest. Okay, David. Now, a couple females that are watching this that, that apparently are fans of yours, they know that you star as yourself in this movie. And I got the, a couple requests that are asking, uh, do you do a sex scene? Do you do a sex scene in your movie? Uh, apparently, no. they want to see your ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a sex scene. No, they're referring to a scene that I took from Dr. Barry Taft. Oh, so there is a sex scene. Well, Barry had, the first time Barry was here, he called me up and he said um, a couple of days ago, he said, I got to tell you, I'm having some problems. I said, what? He goes, I'm having some problems sleeping at night. I said, what's the matter? He goes, I'm oh, did you fuck weird, him? violent sexual nightmares. I said, Barry, what the, what the hell is a weird, violent sexual nightmare? He goes, I'll tell you. Oh, shit. Here I'm we go. Bed. This is where it's getting oh, good. Here we go. Put now the kids go. to sleep because David's breaking it down. Violent sexual nightmares. <laughs> tell me. Tell me, David. <laughs> So Barry says to me, I said, I'm on a bed and I'm top. I'm, I got my, my shorts on and there are these three chicks, three girls. They're naked. They're like gorgeous girls. And they're all, there's one on each side and there's one right in the middle. And they're all massaging me and caressing me. No, she's, he said, there's one behind me holding my arms, my shoulders down. And these oh, other two that are massaging me. And they're all like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, okay, what happens? He goes, all of a <laughs> ooh, sudden, yeah, ooh, yeah. I start to feel this discernible pain in my stomach. Mm. And I raise my head up and I look down and I see that they're disemboweling me. Mm. I said, holy hell, Barry, that's a trip. He goes, no, 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 that's not it. Because I wake up. With a boner, the yeah. And the boner. And he says, I've, I'm like in a cold sweat. So I go into the kitchen and I get myself something to eat and to drink. I, some, I think he said telling me he made some warm milk to help him calm down. And he says, I go back to bed maybe 10 or 15 minutes later. As soon as I get to sleep, Warm up. <clears throat> it starts up right where it left off. And I'm like, what? He goes, oh, yeah. It's right where I'm in the bed, and they're disemboweling me, and it picks up right where it left off. I'm like, whoa. I've never had a dream where it picks up where it left off when, the, when I wake up and go back to sleep. Well, he goes, yeah. oh, yeah. He goes, and then I get up again. And mm. I go back in the kitchen mm. and I sit down and I try to clear my thoughts and say, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell? I start to I read some, I read, I take a magazine out and I start to read it a little and I finally get tired again. So I go back to bed and it starts again, right where I left off. I said, Barry, that's terrible. He goes, no, no, no. It's not one night, David. It's now going on for three nights in a row. The same freaking dream. He goes, when I start off in sleep, it starts off at the beginning. It resets. I said, oh, my God, Barry, I'm so sorry. That scene we put in the film, and I actually am the stunt and the body double because my my actor didn't want to get himself had <laughs> candle wax dripped on his body 
Yeah. So I had to shave so my chest the body double. Play the, some, the body double. Oh, now now more people are interested about your sex scene now that you have a shaved chest. Uh, but anyways, yeah, my wife she has she has nightmares all the time, and she ends up stabbing me in her in her sleep. <laughs> It happens. Uh, you're the, you're the ghost on Locust Drive. That's where we live, uh, because you stab me frequently when you're sleeping. Anyways, David, uh, it was nice having you on. And once again, the website. If you want to get the book, it's the Ghost of Uh That's Ghost of C I E. What? C I E. C L O Drive. C L O. C L O. C L O Drive. David, it was very. Yeah, it was very interesting having you on the show tonight, and uh, everybody buy his book, and the movie is soon to come, eventually, yes. not too far off. Do you need me to come well, down? This, and, after this gets out, the movie and the show. Now, do you need me to, do you need me to come book. down and shoot a we'll couple scenes? TV I could be an apparition or something. I, I, and I, I the can, show. Yeah, I, I can come yeah. down and I can come down and be an apparition in your movie. I could I could ghost well, fuck well, somebody. Get down, yeah. down here to a live show. I'm, I'm the here, ghost fucker. If you, if you are casting for a ghost fucker, I will be your ghost Did fucker. Did you in your just movie. hear that? He said we could come down yeah. there and do a live show. Yeah, that's what Thank I want to do. Thank you for hearing that. I, I didn't hear it. I, I pay attention. Oh, I definitely go hang out right next to the Sharon Tate murders. Fuck yeah! I want to premiere his movie yeah. when a movie comes out. All what right, you're in good company with a guy that's with a big Fu Manchu. Yeah, who is that? That's Kane Hooter. Who's Kane Hooter? Kane Hooter is our is uh, the guy that plays Jason Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right, David. It was a pleasure having you on. We had a lots of conversation about uh, your haunted house and everything, and uh, hopefully, some people buy your book. And we, I'll tell you what, David. We will talk to you again when your movie is finally uh, when it's out. And well, we come want to talk down here to a live show. Like I said, you guys will get a kick out of it. Well, did Tom, would you be down to go to a haunted house and do a live show? I'd get down and do a live show. You there. would I at would. David's house? Yeah, I would. Miss, would you do that? I know you're a big chicken. Would you do that? Miss, with come some on. Sage. With some sage? With some sage? You know, ghosts David. don't have noses, sweetheart. They can't smell. Yeah, David already told you that talking to a ghost, saging a ghost doesn't do shit. I know. So you got to get over that bullshit. Native American, then you might have a chance. All right. But, all right. You know, all right. The odds, huh? Yeah. All right, David. It was a pleasure talking to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Once again, that website is put up the slide so I can recite it back. Ghost. There we go. Ghostofcelodrive.com, and that was David Omen uh, with his ultra haunted house in Beverly Hills, uh, right next door, 150 feet away from where the Sharon Tate murders, from the infamous Manson family murders. And that was David. David was a very interesting guy. I liked that. Tom, very did charismatic. you like that? He was very charismatic. He was fun. I'm not saying he could be Gary Busey's little brother, but, you know, they did have a little resemblance. A little a little bit. But, uh, you know, whatever. Steph, Steph. Uh, Are we going to talk about uh, the toupee? Uh, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> David, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> we got invited to go do a live David show. David invited us to his house in Beverly Hills to do a show, Oh, we Steph. should. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk okay. about the toupee there. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, all right. Just so he's working on the movie, the whole all that stuff. I mean, that was interesting. Cool. Hey, you know, his perspective on living in a house that's that haunted, and he and he doesn't believe that. Like he doesn't believe in like Catholic exorcisms. He doesn't believe in any of that kind of stuff. He doesn't believe that you can talk to ghosts and tell them anything. He just had a very interesting perspective about the whole ghost thing, right, Tom? He did. It was Take it away, of, Tom, because I'm drunk. A little bit to follow. A little bit hard to follow at certain points, but I I got. The I don't think so at all. Certain points, yeah. 
No, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. He's working on the movie. I'm not saying that. Steph? He was a great guest. I'm not saying anything bad about him. Okay. He's a great guest. It was all positive. Just making sure. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Hold on. funny. He made me laugh. He made me laugh, too. I didn't know that. uh, Okay, so anyways, uh, 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 Nathan back there, what's up? Yeah, I hear you on the microphone. What's going on? Could him and Shut Up Sean have a conversation? (laughs) <laughs> no, because there isn't enough time. No, yes. we don't have enough time in the I day for that. I would be the intermediary. Mm, well, you would have to be the translator. Yeah. For, because you're pretty much the only one that speaks full Shut Up Sean. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. How is that? I understand for the most part, but I, but I can't. Sometimes like he, he talks way too fast. and I Shut up, Sean. Him. He yeah. gets excited. And I can't well, follow him. But for know, the most part, I can follow him. That Sean, man's got a zest for life that's unmatched. Zest for life. He definitely does. Absolutely. Like his theme song for life is Chumba Wumba Tub Thumping. <laughs> <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. You never got to leave. No. He feels so good about life that he carries a truck full of feminine products to trade with his friends. Mm. Yeah, very true. Very true. What for, time is it? Is, uh, it's 930. Okay. Well, I, I think I, I don't know if our first guest scared off our second guest or what, but uh, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Okay, well, Tom, what's been going on in your world? Because we're still live, and I'm know. drunk. Listen, they're gonna outlaw. They're trying to outlaw the word "bitch" in Massachusetts. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. That some politician is putting it on the books that they want to outlaw the word "bitch" in Massachusetts. Yes. That it would be a uh, a criminal offense. What? It wouldn't be like a felony or anything like that. What's what? what they, yeah, no, 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 Jeff. If you're going to talk to me, you have to say be on we're a on an actual show. We're with on a radio show. This isn't just you yelling across me in the garage as we're smoking blunts, which you know your people do. But whatever. Uh, you have a microphone. Okay, my people too. Is that microphone on? Hold on. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me. Do, 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 do. Okay, you're on. It's a two hundred dollar fine and up to six for months using the word bitch. Yes. Yep. $200 fine and six months in jail in Massachusetts. Now, yes. Tom, you were from Boston. Yeah. How often do people use the word bitch? Listen, I just want to say fuck that bitch that's trying to make the bill. Okay? That's what I said. Fuck that bitch. Good thing you're not in Boston. Nope. Now, isn't not there something, wasn't there something in our Constitution about freedom of speech and then all of a sudden you can't say the word bitch? What the fuck is going wrong in this country, Tom? I don't know. The fuck, fuck is going to be the next word. I'm, then I'm going to be in jail forever. But what are you referring to fucking? Doesn't matter. Fuck Speaking it. of fucking and not fucking, David, come here. Let Jeff take that computer over oh. for a second because uh, I noticed oh. that you were wearing a very cute hat. Yeah, today. we have one eyed Willie. We have one eyed Willie. Somebody give him today. a microphone. Somebody, no, Brittany, sit your ass back down. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. Brittany, I, I want no parts of this. Sit your butt back down. Now, Jeff, can you pan that camera over there? Because I want to. I want to take a look at David. David. David was opping the show tonight. He was doing all of our shit. And uh, David has a very beautiful girlfriend. And I, I see that we didn't release the drape at the door, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Brittany, Brittany, let me talk to Brittany first. Brittany, yes. you've been dating David for how long? It'll be six years, uh, December twentieth. All right, give him another microphone. Was that one? No, shit? it worked. No, oh. it shit. Oh. I just told him. Give him another uh, microphone. Uh, yeah, hold give them that one. Okay, hold please, hold please. The show's on hold while we get to some more important shit. So you've been dating David for how long? Um, it'll be six years, December twentieth. And and Brittany, now, now Tom, would you say that Brittany's a a? Uh, she's not ugly. She's a very attractive female, right? <laughs> she's not. Well, you started thanks. off with she's not. Ugly. Well, she's <laughs> really pretty. I have my wife sitting next to me, and if I say somebody's drop dead gorgeous, like straight off the bat, my and, wife and will like hit me. Right over there. Are you trying to get me murdered? No, but I am talking about Brittany right now. Now, Brittany, 
Um, you must have a heart of gold because uh, David next to you wearing the fucking pirate hat. David, do you actually wear that out in public? Uh, nah, just at uh, Disney. That's fucking public. That's public. I'm not sure. Well, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I thought it was private property at one point. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was private. Yeah, there's only 60,000 people there, and it's totally private. Okay, I got you. But, Brittany, you don't have an issue with your boyfriend wearing a fucking goddamn leather pirate hat at Disneyland? Well, I bought it for him, so... You did? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but did you think is it was just like, gonna be like a souvenir, like a, a, is this like like a decoration, some... or did you really think he was gonna wear it? No, I knew he was gonna wear it, and, and it's I a legit pirate hat. It. It's like full. <laughs> as soon as I paid for it. it is like full uh, Jack Sparrow, like leather, the whole nine yards. Now, for those of like, you listening, was it a purchase that you're like, oh, David would really appreciate this, even if I don't, or you appreciate it too? <laughs> okay, a, let me well, just be real because <laughs> hold on Brittany do you have a pirate fetish like are you willing to chop his leg off and give him a wood peg and a parrot oh my god <laughs> one eye you gotta give him one but eye but like if he did would you still be with him she bought him the hat mm. does he ever say yeah. ahoy matey yeah. when you guys are having intimate times <laughs> no. No. like no. David Arr. David when you, I was just gonna say when you finish do you go ah? I'd be like are you ready for this oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Shiver my timber. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a whole really fun. There's going to be a lot right of fun now. games tonight. Uh, now, David, 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 you, you, you actually, I mean, I feel embarrassed enough walking into Disneyland with a vest on, a biker vest with a patch on the back. But you oh, go shit. you go full blown with like, I saw that picture on Facebook of you in that pirate cap. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, do you refer to yourself in a different name when you're wearing that hat? Are you uh, captain or you know what's what, going for, on? Yeah, for I guess for legality reasons. I... Legality. Legal- <laughs> I don't think that's a word, Tom, but we're gonna yep. go with it. Uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of names. Uh, <laughs> shit. But, Have uh, you ever buried a treasure? That... What's your favorite drink? Rum? Uh, no, nah, <laughs> I'm more of a vodka kind of person, actually. Favorite game is hide the wooden leg. Yes. <laughs> Hide the peg. Yeah. He's into pegging. Let's just sell that. Indeed. Yes, oh, indeed. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just, um, I just okay. noticed the hat, and I couldn't, I couldn't resist when I had to say something about the hat. So and pegging anyways. was a way to take it. <laughs> well, oh, it's a peg shit. leg. Well, it's a peg leg. If you have a peg leg, you got to be into pegging, right? No. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, he doesn't even know what that is, but let's let him contemplate that. All right. Anyways, Tom, there's been a bunch of crazy news going on in our world, and I think our our next guest, our, well, our next guest, I think he like crapped out on the last one. So, which which is your brother-in-law? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's gone. He got a little. He got a little. Next time. What'd you think about our guest, Tom? He was interesting. I would definitely was like he? to do a show from his. I. It, it was really hard to follow some of the stuff he was talking about. Um, I just kept getting confused when he kept saying they. Yeah. Because I couldn't yeah. follow. He was talking about the spirits. He was talking about the spirits. And I was a little curious about how often he talked to the spirits. And uh, he, he kind of downplayed a little bit, but it seemed like, where are you going, David? Talk to David about the they. Talk to David about what? The they. The they. The they. The they them. Yes. See. Oh, wait. They're both really into like. that's. They're both into like that spirit thing. David, are you yes. wearing your crystal necklace right now? I am actually. He is. Did you yes, pull indeed. it out? Did you get any vibes on that? Uh, on that did collar? I get any vibes? No, not 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 really. But uh, what do you think about the whole supernatural scene? And, and like that guy we were talking to. Do you think his house is really haunted? I would assume. I mean, you know, there was some haunts and stuff going. You know, some crimes, really horrific crimes. You know, a lot of trauma. I can't take you serious when you're wearing that hat. <laughs> I really can't. 
But now you just like a now you look like you're. I just, just really can't now, take you serious. Now, now you look like, like you're getting ready to do a Nicolachino. Yeah, he looks like a stand-in <laughs> on the Mayans. He said a uh, nickel at Chinos. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that what Tom said? A nickel yes, at Chino? Yeah, yeah. Tom's been in California too long. <laughs> yep. So in regards to the whole they thing, uh, I'm not, yeah, let's get back to that. I'm not entirely uh, educated when it comes to that. Brittany, on the other hand, knows more about. Hold on, let's they. talk to Brittany. I want to talk to somebody that's not wearing a retarded hat, so I can take him seriously. Well, at least he took it off. <laughs> so Brittany, Brittany, you when, it for him. when it comes into supernatural things, like what is your take on supernatural? Like, like first off, what's your impression of the guests that we were talking to? Um, other I than got... a, a strong dentist and cocaine. <laughs> Um, I thought his, like, take on it was really interesting and in how he explained, like, just the supernatural spirit, wow, um, the supernatural world. I think it was really interesting. Um, just different. It's not like the normal. Well, like, what is your take on the super, supernatural world? When we die, what happens? What's, what's after, when we take our last breath, what happens next? In your best opinion. You don't have to know it 100%, but what is your best you guess? Think? Yeah, I feel like... We become this our energy. I, I don't keep saying energy, and that's kind of how I think of it is like we are not of this plane, but we can still communicate with. And do you think that like like that the the, the last guest that we had on David when he sang a lot of, a lot of his inferences to supernatural mm -hmm. activity was balls of light. Which could yeah. represent energy. Do you yeah, kind of you kind of concur yeah. with that? Yeah, they've actually done a lot of new like scientific studies on it, and and spiritual stuff is can be scientifically proven, I guess now. So, in the terms of light, it's energy, and same thing with sound and um, hmm. stuff like that. So, hmm. Okay, so you like you did? Did you get David his crystals? Is that where he got them from? Yeah. Oh, that he mic's totally good. Buys himself some too. You know? Hey, we got another mic back there. Is that one shit too? <laughs> the orange one. I know. I know Nathan doesn't give up his orange mic, but that's the fucking best one we got. Uh, oh, all right, David. I hear you. Or oh, Nathan. Oh, okay. Why are you speaking? <laughs> Why are you trying to drunk pirates? Hello, hello. You know like, what? Uh, this show. This, this show is sponsored by Slow and Low. <laughs> slow and Low. You're slow, all right. Slow Hold low. on, Slow and Low. Slow and Low. The bottle comes with wrapping papers. If you're completely fucked and uh, ghosts are grabbing your dick in the middle of the night, have a glass of slow and low to calm you down and uh, ease into the ghost fucking. Yeah, that's going to get us a good sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty sure they already dropped <laughs> this. They're, they're never going to send us another bottle again. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see a case of Pete's pickle juice on its way. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be back to Pete's as soon as these two bottles are empty. Oh, where are we on our bottles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Slow Low has about one show left before their sponsorship ends. <laughs> so, Slow and Low, we need some more goods. I don't think they're going to send us anything else out, Tom. No? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think really we need don't. a limited run of Pete's pickle juice. A limit, yeah, I don't think they can do that either. But anyways, all right. So anyways, it's nine thirty eight. Uh, we had some uh, deep conversation. I, I don't know, Missy. What 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 happened with you this last week? Anything at all? No, nothing. No, nothing. Pretty boring. Well, let's spend thirty minutes on it to wrap up the show. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring Liam with me this week. Nobody gives a shit. But go ahead. Wow. 
Dude, you're doing it again. I'm doing what? You're going to get yourself in Nobody trouble. cares that she didn't bring her dog with her. You know what? You know what happened last week before the show? Let, let me be real. Let me be real for a second. Let me break this down into a more intimate uh, oh, relationship with our listeners. So last week, I, I cleaned my car. You know, I cleaned it out. I vacuumed everything. It was. I, I just did a really nice job on the car. And she put that damn dog in the back of my car. After I just vacuumed out every piece of dog fur and everything that was out of that car. The dog is back there on the ride down here last week, and now I'm in the back seat of my car. Looks like a, it looks like a vagina, a hairy vagina okay, blew no, up in the back of my car. Oh, you know what? Yeah. How ironic that we're even having this conversation because go for it, it Steph. Just so happens that mm. at my house, I have this big thing you're supposed to put in your back seat when you have hairy dogs that allows you to basically. Does cover it work on vaginas too? I don't know. I don't know. I'm drunk. I don't care. And possibly. I mean, if if the vagina's that hairy, you should just end where the you're show. leaving <laughs> leaving remnants in the back seat. No, like I'm saying, I have this thing at home that I don't. I have I one. Don't Do anything with? Oh, I okay. use it. Yeah, but you didn't put it in my car last week. Of course, I didn't because there was no room to put it because you had all the equipment. Mm. Okay. Well, did you guys hear that Elliot from no one ET? Cares. No, a lot of people care. It's national news. It was on TMZ. Nobody really cares. Now you're just being mean. You just want to be mean to me when I'm when we're trying to do a show, just to be, show your point. Because I offended you because you love your dog more than me, and that is truth. Because I asked you one time if the house was burning, I couldn't fucking carry you. I've I asked you one time if the Lose house was, if the house was burning, Damn. who would you rescue from the house first? My dogs, because I couldn't the carry dogs, you out. And you said the dogs, and you and you would leave me there to be a s'mores. Lose some weight. <laughs> Even if I lost 30 pounds, you still couldn't carry me. The point is that you would rather rescue a dog than rescue your husband, the love of your life, the man of your dreams from the house. <laughs> Even I laughed when I said that, man of her dreams. <laughs> Seriously, I would never I would never have a conversation with you and Go say that. Go find Hulk for your wife then. I don't Hulk, know what to tell you. Okay, but, but the thing is, is I would never have a conversation with you and say that if the house is on fire... I would rescue the dogs first. Actually, I'm pretty sure she could drag you out, though. No, I've tried. You know, you get like during those moments where you know it's superhuman. Yeah, we're like, like 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 people her size are flipping are lifting yeah, cars lifting off cars their kids and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she could probably drag. Yeah, you, you just need supernatural spring to strength to lift me out of the house. Okay. Would you even try to drag me out of the house? Of if course, the house I would. Fire? You would try. Yes. Would you try after you got your dogs out of the house or before you got the dogs out of the house? Let's let's ask the no, let's question. Why would you that. not let's be able let her to answer get out that. the house? Yeah, why wouldn't he? That's that's the whole point. Because I I'm asleep. I'm so a heavy I'm gonna sleeper. slap you in the that's, face and say, "Wake your ass exactly up! There's the a fucking fire! <laughs> get your ass out!" Yep. Well, I would expect that. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that kind of response would sure the fuck wake you up. It would. <laughs> And so then the only thing left is to rescue the little ones. But let's talk future in life where I have diabetes from all your cooking and all your Mexican candies and shit. And I don't have legs. I don't legs. even eat Mexican candies. Okay, but let's say it's future in life and I don't have legs and I actually have to be assisted into a wheelchair to get out of the house. Do you you still well, then I would probably be able to carry you. Yeah, you guys you have less be weight. To be the same height, too. Missy, mm. I think what you should do at some That's point, point. That's and all you'd point, have Steph. to do is wrap your arms around my neck, and then I would walk with the dogs in my arms and you around my neck, like a backpack. But Missy, I think at some <laughs> well, point, like a backpack. I, a I think at some point, you unannounced, be, you would be level two accessory. <laughs> I think at some point, unannounced, Missy should have a Missy fire drill 
while Jake is mm. sleeping, videotaped I agree. shit, her slapping the fuck out of him to test, it, like, dead sleep to wake him I up agree to with make that, sure. Because we want to make sure that it works. Yeah. To get I, you I out I of the house. Could, are you kidding me? Could you imagine that? If you, like, if that was how you woke up at night. Like if you were like somebody just slapping the dead. shit out I mean, of you. I mean, you were passed out, like like completely <laughs> plastered. You know, you had a great night. You're at home. You know, you're sleeping mm. it off. You're snoring and sitting and wham, <laughs> fire drill, bitch, right in the side of your face. Like, what's your reaction when you get up? Like, what do you do? I think he would get I mean, mad would, no matter what. I would, but yeah, you wake who, me up twenty four seven. Who wouldn't? I would say thank you for this saving morning, my life. But this morning, you got in and out of bed six times. You let the dog out twice. You got up to let the dog out. Uh, he only went out bed. once. I counted six no, times. No, you're wow. drunk. I only got up once, and he slept until eight. And your dog was sleeping in the middle of the bed last night. Eh, he Liam. never sleeps on the bed. I think your dogs are becoming an issue in our relationship. How about come home, and then I won't love on them more than I love you? So you admit that you love on them more than you love you're on You're not you. home. I'm not supposed to stop loving them when you're home. Oh, this is getting deep fast. Tom? Yep. Hey, you started it. Yep. Listen, YouTube wants to ban robot videos. Hold on. Back to the point. That I want to go back to the point that she loves her dogs more than me. She nope, just admitted it. She just admitted it. Nope. I'm not going down this road. She just admitted it. What I admitted is that you're not home. Yep. I got to work. So come home after work. I can't come home after work when I have an hour before the next show and it takes me two hours to drive back and forth from home. Sometimes from the club, you get off at two, you get home at five. That's not coming straight home. Takes an hour to get home. Well, you're talking about I got to sober up and shit. Fuck. Yeah. Well, then how about stop drinking? Mm. Oh, shit. Mm. It's a whole different beast there. Well, now fucking shit's getting deep. What hey, was I talking, what were you talking about, Tom? YouTube ba- banning robot videos. Robot fighting videos. I saw that. That was the stupidest thing ever. Because they're, they're equating animal, it to animal cruelty. Animal cruelty policies. Robot videos. Robot videos. It's hurting somebody's feelings out there. You're really mad, aren't you? Robots, yeah. Robots robot, wait, are we talking about videos about robots or robots that record robot videos? Robot fighting. Or? You know, oh. like like those competitions when you see them online where there's like two robots going at each other. They got like They're a buzzsaw. Pieces and a, of equipment and machinery. Yeah, well, YouTube is banning them because of animal cruelty. Cruelty. Yeah. Are they? It's a violation of their animal cruelty policies. <laughs> but Apparently. they're not animals. They're robots. Not according well, to YouTube. Not according according to YouTube. Really? What are you doing? Are you reading your comments trying to look for backup? At what point is are we going too right far? Now? What point are we going too far? I think when does it end? Like every banning all this stuff, taking away all this stuff, changing all this fucking shit. Oh, is it making people any nicer? Here's here's a here's a, a quick answer to that. Vegans now claiming that stuffing the turkey to be sexual assault. Well, I agree with that. What about the kid from uh, the American Pie that fucked an apple pie? They're not going to file that against apple pies. I don't know, but apparently you stick in your animal. hand in a dead turkey's ass. So now, stu- now, it, now, necrophiliacs have to get consent from the corpse before they can fuck it. Like, because so before you gonna... kill the turkey, do you have to like, like Ask. have hey, a conversation? Hey, hey, I'm, listen, gonna, Tom, I'm going to kill you. Listen, Tom, and I'm saying Tom because you know Tom male turkey. turkeys are named yep. name Tom. So you have to before you chop the turkey's head off, you have to say, "Listen, Tom, when you're dead, I just want to let you know, and I hope you're okay with this." We're going to take all the hair that you have on your body, a.k.a. feathers. We're going to yank all that shit out. 
Uh, then we're going to go inside of you, and we're going to rip all your guts out, and then we're going to stuff you with cornbread. Yeah, I'm going to stick my hand in your ass. Now, how does a fucking turkey consent, Tom? Gobble, gobble. That's a consent? That's it. If they, I guess if so. they gobble, gobble. If you get two gobbles, it's a fuck yeah. Go ahead. Have you ever seen a turkey in person? Yes. yes. Live? Yes. They're fucking vicious birds, man. Yeah, and they're scary as shit looking, too. They don't fuck Are around. They? No. Oh, they yeah, will come gangster. after you. They're yeah. gangster birds. Do they love I their had a pet one. A you had a pet turkey? You had a pet I bet turkey? it was probably vicious, too. Like Do you anybody eat who did anything And you eat turkey. You? No. No, she had a pet turkey, but her grandma cooked it when she was gone one, one weekend. Do you do you eat and do you eat turkey now? Mm-mm. Oh, you don't eat turkey. You do eat turkey. Like turkey deli meat, but not turkey at Thanksgiving turkey. I what eat the ham. Mean? Because you don't like you it or because you're bullshit. like scarred I turkey. eat the ham. I am going to video you next Thanksgiving eating turkey. Because okay, I swear you do to God that. you eat turkey. I don't. I eat the stuffing and I eat the ham. But the stuffing was up the turkey's ass. You're okay with the uh not turkey eating being the turkey. Stu- you're okay with the turkey being stuffed up the ass, so but you're not going to eat Is it because you don't like the turkey or because you, you had a, a intimate pet, relationship a pet with turkey? turkey. With, and I had a pet turkey. Killed it for Thanksgiving. What was your turkey's name? Turkey. The turkey's name was Turkey. Wait. Okay. That's easy. You have a pet turkey that you're very emotionally a- attached to. I got it at the Chino Swap the Me for $1, and I named her Turkey. They, they Why would you name turkey a turkey for a turkey? Dollar? Yeah. They're selling turkeys for a dollar? Yeah, well, you know when they're little babies? Why would you name a turkey turkey? Because I didn't know what to name it at the time. I've you couldn't come up with anything? Turkey. How big was the turkey? So I've gotten a, a duck from there. I've what did you name the duck? Duck? Goose? Ducky. Ducky. How, how big was the <laughs> turkey? And, and, name- and I made, you know, you know where my sister lives now? Where yes. we call the kids' bathroom? Yeah. That bathtub was no longer our shower. It was Ducky's, Ducky's house. Oh, you just kept it water in there and the duck in there? You uh-huh. know how foul ducks are? Other than oh, the they are a the foul. I already cleaned They all shit the time. everywhere. Yeah. You kept a duck inside the house? And he followed me house? everywhere. You kept a duck Yeah, in it was house? my pet. Where'd you keep the turkey? In the oven? No, in the garage. Makes sense. Any other random Indoor? Pets? You kept a turkey indoor? You kept turkey the turkey indoor? In the garage. Any other random huh. pets? You had a duck and a turkey. When That's your grandma cooked your turkey, did you eat your turkey? No. Were you upset? Did that you she know? Cooked the turkey? Yes, I was crying when my mom came home from the store. Was it like accidental, or was this a plan? So my grandmother, when I was young, my mom told her, "Oh, I'm gonna go get the turkey." My grandma thought, "Oh, your t- her, your mom's taking an awfully long time to get the turkey," thinking the turkey that was in the garage was what we were eating for dinner. Oh, my mom was going to the grocery store to get the turkey, and when my mom came back, I was screaming, bawling my eyes out because my grandma took the turkey and ringed it and. Plucked it, and like, my mom was like, "No, that wasn't the turkey." Like I was no joke, about. like in the kitchen, like just mm-hmm. did the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I probably wouldn't eat turkey again after that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's <laughs> a lie. I probably still would because I like turkey. Well, I, I would do. Right. Plus, it was well, my pet. Like I'd have to, I'd have to show respect by consuming my turkey. You know, it's the ultimate honor, die for nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate honor. Ultimate yeah. honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. I'll tell you what, um, it's been real. It's uh, 9.50. We've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. I think it's time that we wrap this up, especially since me and Missy had a couple awkward moments there that I think we need to continue in private about her loving her dogs more than me. You're going to get murdered. How's she going to murder me? What? Really? Huh? Hmm? I'm pretty sure I heard my voice in there. I did too. Uh, And something about mine. It's been real. 
It's uh oh, hold on, guys. I gotta, say, yeah, what is that? Yeah, the recording of what we're doing right now. Hold on, yeah, I gotta mute. What? Oh, let me just close this down. Because that was what I said like thirty seconds ago. Okay, there we go. Uh, anyways, this is Jake from Radio Underland. You listen to the show tonight. We had David Omen on the show. He was the uh, owner of the. Is the owner? Is the owner at the house near the end of Silo Drive? Hundred and fifty feet. Uh, next to the Sharon Tate murders, he was on earlier tonight. You can definitely check him out at a. Uh, what was that web address for uh, David? Anybody know? Hold. Oh, hold, please. Hold, please. At the tone, yeah, the time will like be. The... Are we... Which way? Which one? The book oh, or the YouTube? I think it's. Coming. I know on YouTube it was David Omen. Yeah, but I was talking about the web address where you could actually buy his new book. They just got. I got think it was the ghost of the ghost of Sharon Tate dot com. No, like, ghost, the ghost of, of Cielo, Cielo Drive dot com. He com. said if you added a, com, a dot com to it, yes, yeah, we get the ghost book. of Cielo Drive and Cielo is spelled C I E L O. The ghost of Cielo Drive dot com. You can definitely kick, uh, check out David's book. He's working on a movie. He was on the show earlier tonight. It was uh, rather interesting. Are we going to go do a show at his house? I think we should. Hey, do you want to go to Beverly Hills and do a show? That's where we should have done our Halloween show. Hey, you know what? Hold on. Let me me kill this music for a second because, uh, you know, we got invited, Steph, Tom, Missy, anybody else that's listening. Uh, We got invited to do a show at a strip club. How do we feel about that? Awesome. Awesome. Well, at a strip club, there's usually strippers, David just got a funny look from Brittany, but that's beside the point. Uh, That was not a funny look. That Rachel, like, come here. Well, Rachel, funny, come here for a second. Rachel, come here. Funny. It was come like, here. don't you fucking dare. That, Rachel, that's what it said Rachel, right there. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Now, we got an invite to do a show at a strip club over in, uh, where's it at? Fucking, I don't know. Ontario. Ontario. Uh, Rachel, you're not a fan of us doing a show from a strip club. Strip, hold on, Rachel. Come on. Get in the frame. Give her a mic. Give her something. She doesn't want to be on camera. Okay, 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 okay. But, but, but Rachel, that's a no vote for from you? No. No. Uh-uh. Jeff. Oh, Jeff's got his daughter in here, so I can't even say to him. Jeff, a show from a strip club. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Wife said it's fine. Nathan? Nathan, hold on, let me get your mic up. Hold on. Nathan, strip club. I don't care. You don't care? I I personally don't care, mm. but I have a different opinion about... Are they really the fully show. strippers, though? They have, like, pasties. and David, uh, are uh, Nathan's they a are bikini not bar nude. And, uh, That strip club, they aren't nude. It's more of a bikini, bikini bar now. Bikini bar now. Yeah. Okay, Nathan, yeah. why do you have drawbacks about us doing a show at a strip club? I kind of have my own drawbacks, but that's something else. But I don't think it's appropriate for the show. Because our show is so appropriate and family-friendly, yes. It has nothing to do We're with like our... We're like the Mr. Rogers of Disneyland Talk. nothing to do with our show being family-friendly at all. What do you think? I What's just, the bad vibe? I just don't think that that's... I don't think that's where our show belongs. Hmm. In a strip club? No. Yes, it does. <laughs> Steph disagrees. <laughs> Apparently Well, they're so. not really strippers. Just a bikini bar. Uh, it's I'm, a bar. We're basically going to a bar where girls wear bikinis. And the weird games that he talked about playing, somebody suggested, I thought were pretty fucking funny. Who's the smartest stripper? No, that's Tell a good me game. that wouldn't be fucking awesome. But we can't roll into a strip club under their banner of, yes, you can come in and make fun of their strippers. Sure we can. No, no we can't. Way. They're individual contractors. Yeah, I know, but but, but okay. So, so the manager of the strip club, the manager of the strip club said we can. We, they have got a room for us. We can come in there. We can do a show. They'll give us Miss 2019. We're not whatever, gonna make fun of them. We're gonna find out who. How the can we interview strippers. strippers and not make fun of them? 
They make fun of themselves. They would be, you know, they're all. I think it's stupid. Mm. I think it's hilarious. Mm. Maybe I just like bikini bars. Mm. Yeah, Brittany thinks it's stupid. <laughs> of course, Brittany. Aaron in the comments bikini says that we bar. should do it. <laughs> and she's Catholic, so that goes something. Okay. <laughs> See, no one cares. Aaron's right. No one cares. I don't think. Well, no people people shit. would care if they saw me doing a show from a strip club. I can tell you that. Just the people it's that a I want to. But bar. it's in the it's in a separate room, so it's not in the same room where they're mm. dancing. Right, mm. but we're gonna interview a stripper. And I'm sure, from what I understand, strippers. it's uh, Showgirl of the Year. And for I'm sure vision. they'll be in some scantily clad. Oh, that's cool. Clothing. Showgirl Rachel of the Year. Rachel already said in the comments, Tom, that if we do it there, you won't be there. <laughs> yep. Well, I got to I gotta stand with Tom. If Tom's not going to be there, I'm not going to be there without Tom. Missy? <laughs> She'll be there without me. <laughs> well, you would let me die and rescue your dog. So what's the fucking difference? Because of things like that that you do. Oh, so you're blaming on not rescuing me from a fire because... Because you take other people's opinion over your wife's opinion. And yes. the reality is That's you not true. wouldn't do a show at a strip club anyways because it's not a good look. I agree. It's, it's not, not it's, a good look. It's not a good look for the show. All right, but we got a brewery show coming up. That's a great look for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can we interview strippers at the brewery show? Same shit. <laughs> Same fucking shit. Same shit. Are they gonna it's come dressed like appropriately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wear like, like booty shorts and like a fucking halter top you know or something. That? What if they I come back and like speculating? We could just interview any fucking body and tell them the strippers in. If well, shit, we interviewed David in his fucking pirate clothes. hat. I don't see what the difference is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're saying no to the strip club show. That's what we're doing. But we can interview strippers at a brewery and we're fine. Like, they can come to our turf. We can't go to their turf. That's basically so what I'm hearing. So apparently I'm doing a show at the bikini bar by myself because... Should we send a... We should send a camera over to Steph to do no, a show at the bikini bar. No one else is going. Well, I mean, we probably find a few listeners to go with you. I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom won't be going. Okay, well, it's uh, a bikini bar. It's wife friendly. See, Aaron's see, Aaron's a team player, but she said she'll go to the strip club show, and her and Chris will both get a lap dance. From see? what I've been told, they have a they so, have a couple special. Why are you trying this, to say that when you don't even hold on, like? Hold on, we have important information that is hot hot off the press. Jeff, you said they have a, a what? From what uh, someone told me, they have couple specials. What does that mean? I have no idea. We have Aaron, to you're they, awesome, by the why way. Why does it even matter? You don't even like going to strip I clubs. I don't. I don't. So then why are you so all about it? If you apparently well, I don't. It, I, because I think interviewing a stripper at a strip club would be kind of funny. It's not a strip club. They're wearing clothes. Mm. Yeah, they don't get nude at that location at all because they sell alcohol. But Deja, wait a minute. There's a full bar. But they get topless. Nope. No. That's why I'm it's saying total it's a bikini, bikini bar. bar. There is no nudity. Well, who the fuck wants to go to a bikini bar? <laughs> it's a bar where the girls serve you wearing bikinis. They still perform on stage, but they keep their clothes they on. Don't, okay, so it's like Killarney's. Oh, fuck it. I want to do a show at Killarney's. Well, I'm just saying, if that's what if everybody was making it to this big thing, like there's going to be ass But I thought Deja Vu was a strip club. This particular one. It's is a, a bikini bar. It's a bikini bar. There's no nudity, and they have a full bar. The reason they don't have nudity is because of the full bar. 
They have like. Wait a minute, but other nights. strip clubs have a full bar. Topless. And there's top, oh, topless. 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 Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Full nude, you can't serve alcohol in California. But the but 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 they this don't even get is, topless. From what I understand, they don't do topless whatsoever. They don't. It's up a key. Okay. Right. I've yeah. delivered DoorDash every time I go in there. Everyone has their Everybody not understanding. What do you deliver over there, Jeff? What's uh, the food? A lot to of the finger workers? food? Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Everything to their security, to their dancers. Uh, deliver lots and lots of almost every weekend. All right, well, I'll tell you what. This has been Jake with Radio Underland. Uh, for those of you that are listening live on Podbean, you can definitely check out the show live and watch the video on uh, Facebook.com slash Radio Underland, or you can watch it on YouTube, Radio Underland. Underland, not above land, but below land, which would be Underland. Uh, this is Jake for Steph, Missy, and Tom, and the rest of the crew in here. We got David, we got Jeff, we got Nathan. Arr. We got Br- <laughs> I like that pirate thing. Uh, but definitely check out the show, subscribe, like. If you'd like to support us, you can do that at Patreon.com slash Radio Underland. And this is Jake saying goodnight. Good night. And me and Missy need to have a deep talk. Miss, why are you putting your mic down? Where are you going? Because we're done. You're going to rescue your dog as you let me burn? <laughs> Is that where you're going? Yeah, that's where I'm going. Dude, All right, good night. Is everybody?